Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast with me, your host, Chris, in the third person. It's amazing. And joining me today, Jamie and Alex, looking as uh, delectable as always, fellas. Thank you very much, Chris. You're looking pretty tasty yourself. Thank you. I don't feel tasty. I feel quite, you, uh, uh, quite grotty. If anything. Is that new glasses, haircut? What, what am I seeing here? Dude, I, I need a haircut so badly. This, all of this. Oh, bro. Is it, should I just do the... Oh, do the emo fringe for just just for some oh. of the episode, please. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. I'm going to fix it. So for people that are listening on a podcast platform of your choice, we are available on YouTube and uh, oh, this this way, and uh, you can you can watch my emo hair. It's not really. It's just being emo. shitty today. It's not, really it's not as a, yeah, it's not as emo as I thought it would be. See, I, 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 I just look, look like a Jonesy's, wet. I just like, look like a wet dog now. Come on. Yeah, that parting isn't doing you any favours. Well, I was going to say, I look at Jonesy's quiff and I think there's actually some hidden length there. And I think if he did let that flop down, Jonesy oh. could go pretty emo. I'm not going to ask him uh, to. There's some because, major le- major lengthage going on there. All right, wow, look. If, yeah. if it did. How about this? This is fu- quickly, quickly becoming the Spider-Man 3 of podcasts. <laughs> it is. Oh, um, my God. Let's not go do there. You know what? I've, I know why... I know why Chris looks a bit weird is because this week he's in 2D, he's not in 3D. That's because what the, it is. The red light is missing. Yeah, well, because I, I set it up today and it, it, honest to God, looked like a fucking red light district. And I was like, you know what, with this, with this hair <laughs> and the way I'm feeling today, let's just fucking, let's play it a little bit straight. So I've just got the blue light over there and the white light over there. And, you know. I was going to start trying to guess what the blue light means. Because th- the blue light means something as well, doesn't it? Is oh, it I think red it's like, light? I think purple light is like trans or something. Blue light is gay and red light is women. I can't remember something like that. I thought red light was like, I'm down to fuck if you pay me. Yeah, oh, is, but, yeah but the like, red light is, is, but then if in, you... No, maybe ultraviolet yeah, is. Yeah. But they have different lights mean different things. So if you want a guy, I think you go to a blue light. If you want a girl, you go to a red light. And I think Chris was right. Like if you want... I think trans is like purple light or something. I can't remember. I think, I think that was a, a B-side <clears> to, the, to the Sting or the Police song is Roxanne put on the blue light. To Very be sure, that might that all might have changed. It's been <laughs> probably fifteen years since I've been to um, uh, Amsterdam, so maybe none of that happens anymore, and I uh, stand corrected. What do you guys oh, reckon? As soon as lockdown lifts and the world gets to normal, Amsterdam, baby! <laughs> oh, that would be I amazing. Mean, w- w- would we need some kind of gaming excuse? Do we need to find out if th- there's some gaming museum there or some event that's we'll, held? We'll do an expose on prostitutes who game. Oh, okay. What if we do like a, okay, we're doing like a series on how realistic certain games are and it's the GTA episode. Can you really fuck a prostitute then chop her head off to get your money back? Your wow. question's answered. I I've got a more, like, like, do you remember when- I've got a legal- <laughs> Do you remember when <laughs> so there was I've got a more legal man. version of it that we oh, could do. We're overlapping. Sorry, James, go on. Apologies, mate. What we do is, right, we go to the red light district, we take a rig with us, we set up one of the uh, red light ladies with her own rig, get her onto Twitch, and see if she can make more money than oh. her friend who's next door, who's uh, boning customers. And we see if we can get her more money through subscriptions. I, I think and, she uh, probably would, you know. Things. Or for, for we some do that, reason, we set her- okay. For, for some reason, fellas, I don't know why, but Twitch has been recommending to me a lot of porn stars that are like just playing games. For some reason, you know exactly <laughs> what reason. reason. For what some is- reason, I don't know. Are I there think many? There are, I think there are more porn stars streaming on Twitch than there are on fucking Pornhub. 
There you go. What you I said? I, it. Are there, who? What porn stars stream games? I don't even know this. <laughs> now he's so curious. No, I'm interested. Mm. Why don't you go have a look for us, Alex Jones, and see what you can no, find? Are you talking about? Because I saw a story about Sasha Gray, but she's yeah. obviously not a porn star. Not anymore. anymore, right? She quit. True. Hey, fact, you are still out there, dude. Like, like, it's one of those things that, like, you get branded. <sighs> Look at Mia Khalifa. She did porn. She claims for, like, well, I don't know, fucking three months, and then she tries to have a normal career. And every time they introduce her, I think she was doing, like, some sports paneling. And every time they introduce mm. her, they're like, right. former porn star Mia Khalifa's here to talk about <laughs> sports. You know. Do you yeah. reckon she asked to be introduced it's, like that? It's the Scarlet Letter, Alex Jones. It is in right. some respects. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Yeah, but I, it, we, there's actually some news before we get into anything else that I, I forgot to put in the document because we have to talk about it very briefly. Do we? Um, cr- yes, because Chris will probably be horrified. He probably doesn't know about it. But it's purely based off of this that we've just been talking about. I watched an interview, or like podcast thing, and the guest was Asa Akira. Yes! Yes! And she mentioned that she has effectively retired yeah, from Paul. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame, fellas. I mean... What are you going to do, though? You, know, you, Chris. You, you get a bit, you get a bit older. You know, things get a little bit uh, elastic, and you you got to pack in the bags. You know, throw the towel in. That's just how it goes. I think that's not why. I think she said she's married or something. Now she's got another half. Well, the, the other thing is, and I think this is probably what a lot of the people who are streaming on Twitch now would say if you asked them, is that there's never been a easier time to make money as a former porn star in a traditional sense. Yeah. Because, right. I mean, uh, the homebrew stuff, which they probably don't consider porn anymore, the OnlyFans and all that stuff, those businesses must be booming. Like, uh, if you if you tell me uh, Asa Akira doesn't do scenes anymore, I believe you. If you tell me Asa Akira isn't, you know, still making videos on her phone and sending them to simps all around the world, I wouldn't <laughs> believe you. She's making... Racks on racks on racks doing that racks, shit. Racks, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. Big Jamie, time, I've just got to warn you because, of course, Simp is not allowed on Twitch anymore, so you need <laughs> Bro, to Bro, we're YouTube. We're safe. We're clean. <laughs> yeah. we say, I'm a Simp. Jonesy's a virgin <laughs> and Chris is an incel. We're the oh, you got to say turbo, turbo Virgin. Turbo, turbo version, version, sorry. You yeah. need to get it out of your um, out of your lexicon. You There's a, get um, that word. A, uh, I guess they call them VTubers. Um these people who kind of like yeah. they you know don't it's almost like motion capture. Uh, they have sort of uh, uh, digital representations like these characters, animated characters that represent them when they're on streams. One of the biggest ones are those who's kind of blown up in the last couple of months. I think she's called Code Miko. She yeah. got banned in the last week for I think it was a month and then reduced down to two weeks. And I think it was because she said. I can't remember which of the three words she said, but she just said one of them on the day the rules got introduced, which was a couple of right. days ago. Oh, that, that's unfortunate. And um, immediately got a two-week ban. You, you'd, think, you'd think that there'd be a bit of like leeway in terms of that. Like, hey, we've just introduced this new sweeping rule. You've, mm-hmm. got, you've got a couple of days to find out about it. Like, Well, we had more like a couple of months, but still, some people are going to have a tough time getting rid of those words from their vocabularies. Yeah. They're fun to say as well. Turbo Virgin Simps. Who cares? Yeah, it is fun to say. Yeah, it is fun to say. All right, fellas. You know what? Let's let's uh, get into it, okay? Because we are a gaming podcast. Some might say not not only a uh, <laughs> a Twitch uh, and porn star podcast, although that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I just want to let you go, <laughs> let you all know that we are available on a podcast platform of your choice: Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Deezer, fucking. Ding dong audio or something. I don't know. Uh, but we're also available on an internet radio, fellas. Did you know this? 
Have you heard about this? Did you know this? Paisleyradio.com. Really? Thursdays, 10 p.m. Go check it out and uh, enjoy it. And if you're listening on Paisley Radio, maybe check out some of the podcasts on, I don't know, Spotify or check it out on YouTube and, you know, check our ugly mugs. But there you go. And I would be remiss to say that this, you know, this is all possible. Us being here rambling like absolute fucking frothing madmen is only made possible with the generosity of a few select patrons. And you could be one of those few select people if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. And you could be as cool as the following people. Aim, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, a.k.a. Shellshock, Hacksaw Book Read, Jesper Camdahl Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, oh God, I've lost my place here, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Scary Omen, Sean Kennedy, Slippy Meat. It's uh, fun to eat and fun to say. Starfall Kid, The Mad Rad, Zach Cream, and then the big boys, fellas. These, these, these are my testicular bros. Freddy K. Official, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you all so much for keeping the dream alive. There are a couple of other people as well that have been throwing some money our way, and we do appreciate it. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and pledge as little as $2, you can get access to our Discord server. How cool would that be? But anyway... Very Thanks. cool. Thank you, everyone. That's a yeah, thank a, you, guys. A very thank long you. list of names nowadays. I noticed that whenever I had the responsibility, uh, as we all have every now and then, <laughs> of putting together the uh, the podcast and edit. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's a lot of names to fit in that <laughs> video nowadays. Uh, we export basically the list of names out of Photoshop and put it into Premiere, which is the software we use to edit the podcast. And it's like we might need to start doing like two columns of this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Uh, I think we've done a couple of two column columners. Maybe uh, but, you know we we might need to rethink <laughs> how we're going to do all of that. But anyway, yeah, uh, guys, I want to know what have you been playing? Let's start with Alex Jones. Uh, it's I uh, you know what I haven't played much this week. I've played a little bit of Warzone, dabbled in some Warzone, um, but apart from that, I am just getting my way through Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm doing my typical thing though, so I've nearly um, f- completely finished the southernmost part of the island, which is you've got like three regions in Ghost of Tsushima, and um, it's like, no, now you can go to the second part to do Act Two, and you can do all these missions. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm finishing all the side quests, <laughs> getting all the Inari Uh-oh. shrines. Well, you, you, getting you, all of are the, you gunning um, for that platinum, Jonesy? I don't, but that's what I do of every open world game. I can't not like I find it impossible to to. Um, not do that which is i've talked about before i think on the podcast which is i often with some especially games that have like level gain i up i get my character so highly leveled that some missions are really easy because i, I spent too yeah. long in the I'm, world i'm the same yeah. right yeah yeah so um but no I'm, I'm still having a really good time with it and um that is easily one of the most beautiful games i've ever played like it's a stunning game and it's a playstation 4 game which is kind of even more incredible when yeah. you look at how nice that looks um Runs very, very well on PlayStation 5. Barely any loading. I don't get time to read a tip. When it <laughs> yes. says, here's a tip, skip to the next, you don't get time. Well, apparently on, on PS4, it had uh, really shockingly short loading times as well. Right, yeah. right. Which is... But, um, that, yeah. uh, and I also, Chris, I took your advice and I watched... I'm halfway through 13 Assassins at the moment. Oh, what a cracker of a film. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all I've done this week, really. Not, not much. 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a funny week, hasn't it? I'll tell you what, Jamie, yeah. before we go to you, I'm going to, because I think mine's going to lead into yours. First off, I played some more Dota, surprise, surprise. But the reason why I do actually want to bring it up this time, did, did I mention last time on the stream, on, on the recording, or did we mention it maybe before we hit record? But last week, I had like the best Dota session of my life where I had like four four wins in a row, absolutely stomped everyone, was fucking... Uh, all the synapses in my brain were fucking firing at once. Fucking all f- all cylinders going. Flow state, mate. You're yeah, in flow. I was in the state of flow. I was like, like Bruce Lee said, I was fucking water. <laughs> all right. But this week, this week, old old Gabe said, you know what? Nah, mate. You you fucking you're not as good as you think you are. And I had three <laughs> of the worst games in a row that I've had in a very long time. And more than that, I put myself through a fourth match. Because I was like, it, it was really late, okay? It was about, I think I finished that third match at quarter past 12, so midnight. And um, I was like, man, I can't end on three, like a hat trick of like the worst losses I've ever had. I said, I'm going to give it one more go. If I lose in this, then that's fine. But, you know, it'll be four losses, which is technically worse. But I think my mind will be at ease that I gave it a shot to try and overcome just the hat trick of shittiness. And I played mm. this uh, fourth game. And it was not going well at the start, but we persevered, we persevered. Turned out to be the longest fucking game of Dota I've ever <laughs> played in my life. It was like quarter to two, finished up. And How long was the match itself? Oh, it was, it was like an hour and 40. It was, it was ridiculous. Oh, wow. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. Is, is and it was, so, it was so much like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was actually turned out to be a very close game. So is it, I was going to say, is there a point at which you know that it's lost? Usually, with usually, most games, yeah, yeah, usually, and then and then what? Do you just quit, <laughs> or do you just like forfeit? Don't you say you... GG? Is that what the the pros do? Yes, that's what the pros do. But the pros, when you're playing a pro match, pro match, and you type in GG, then it ends the game after a couple of seconds. But right. in pub matches, you you can write GG all you want, but that shit ain't ending. <laughs> There's no give up button or anything. You just got to see it through. So what you could do is you wow. could just feed yourself to make the enemy like super super strong so they could just trample through the rest of the like gate checks as it were to get to your final building that they have to destroy uh alternatively you just wait in the fountain and go afk so the fountain's like your your safe hq um but yeah this one was like very much fucking back and forth back and forth back and forth uh and i think it's interesting because you think that the other team could have finished the game multiple times before you got to the point where you actually won it but they just didn't capitalize on the opportunity as you saw it. So I don't know. It was interesting. It was very interesting. And one of those, and, and then it took me like two hours to fucking calm down. So I didn't get any sleep that fucking night. It's yeah. just so fucking. So, too much adrenaline running through your veins. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But in, yeah, so you guys must have had the, that before though. Yeah. Not like, not really. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never played a game that could take an hour and 40 minutes to be seen through. I guess that's the difference, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, fair enough. Yeah. For me, it's more like you, you go, oh, I'm just going to... So last night, right, I, I, so I was playing... I think I played about three hours of uh, Ghost of Tsushima last night. And I was like, I'm yeah. just going to liberate this camp. I'm just going to do this mission. I'm just going to get this mythic quest. <laughs> and then I think I then there was... Uh, uh, it was like Masuko was on the beach. And it's like, go to Komodo Beach and defend Masuko. I was like, oh, I can't take long. I'll just do that. And then <laughs> and then you're looking at the clock going, shit, I've, I've been an extra hour. Like, I've yeah, done that. that that's that's yeah. the other curse. But like, yeah, imagine... So the other game that I played, and funny enough, I played it with Jamie on stream. That's uh, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic for those of you interested. Stream on Mondays, usually. But we played some Warzone. 
And Jonesy, unfortunately, you were a bit busy, so you couldn't join us, which is a bit of a bummer. But we we played average games. But now, Jamie, imagine those games. Imagine being in a match of Warzone and it taking an hour and 40 minutes. How how on edge <laughs> you're going to be. Because it's like any, anything, let me, let me put it this way, an average Dota game could last between like half an hour and an hour, like anywhere there. It's quarter 45 minutes kind of averaged, right? So you're doubling that and you really don't want to fucking lose if it takes longer than what the yeah. average time is. So you start getting like more and more tense, more and more anxious and more and more try hard as it turns out. I think ultimately I just wouldn't play that game. Like if you talk to me, I, I know what it's like to crash and burn out of a Warzone match earlier than you think you should. And the idea of that process taking an hour and 40 minutes, I'm like, this game doesn't respect my time. And games yeah. need to respect our time. That's, I think, part of the ways we weigh up whether or not we're going to play them, right? True, true. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm still on the fence on whether it was worth my time or not. But we won. So, hey, fuck it, you know? Well, but yeah, uh, Warzone. Yeah, Jamie, suppose, you, want to yeah. Talk, you want to talk about our, our bit of a Warzone <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you said you, we, you thought we had an average session. I thought that it was... I'm not going to say it was below average. It was just a frustrating, frustrating session. What you mean um, is my level, not your level. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about levels. I'm just talking about outcomes. And, you know, <laughs> levels factor into the outcomes, but we don't need to... You know, talk about the specifics of it. Um, <laughs> look, we 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 had some a couple of good runs, I guess, depending on sort of which uh, how you want to quantify success yeah. in a game like Warzone. I, I think we um, had some good facets to to the different matches we had, right? Like we had yeah. quite a good, quite a few good gulag recoveries, what have you. It's fun. Yeah, a couple of uh, attempted most wanted contracts to keep things spicy <laughs> for the folks at home. I think the the reason it was a tough one is because. We tried to cap it on on a uh, a big result, and we came very close, uh, second place. Oh, and so then we, close, um, dude. Like, yeah. I yeah. I hope you don't mind me telling the world this, Chris. But we we blew it. <laughs> no, we had a two on one situation for the win uh, in our yeah. favor, and we blew it. Yeah. Oh, but hold on, because I, we after after the stream, we were talking about it and kind of dissecting it a little bit, and. I wonder if you actually forgotten, but you you had that fucking ma mask uh, glitch. I had the gas mask glitch, yeah. So um, fair enough, because maybe if you didn't have that, things would have been a bit better. I don't know. Maybe I think, if I changed think, up yeah. my gun or something. Don't know. What what is the gas mask glitch? Well, there are two versions of the gas mask. One's an actual glitch. One is just a sort of a a design flaw, a flaw, an oversight. Yeah. It depends the different words you could use, but ultimately they haven't changed it. So. Uh, uh, they clearly stand by it. Uh, one is an issue where um, you essentially cannot aim down sight while also taking your gas mask off, but taking your gas mask off is an automatic thing that you don't have a choice in. So let's say you're standing still, you're putting shots on someone, gas creeps up on you, uh, your guy will automatically put a gas mask on. If you then sprint six feet and get out of the gas, he will automatically take the gas mask off. But if you're aiming down sights and shooting you will be taken out of aim down sight so he can use right. one of his hands to take the gas mask off. But obviously, again, like there's no option or choice as to whether or not you use the gas mask. It's automatic. So there's a weird thing of like, do you stay in the gas with the gas mask on so you can keep shooting um, and and obviously not have to have what is 
in Warzone terms, a fairly long period of time where you're essentially, uh, you don't have any options in terms of your offense. The actual glitch is one where the gas mask can break, uh, but you still have the overlay of like a cracked gas mask on your screen. Oh, yeah. I see, right. Which is a glitch. That's a bug. Yeah. But you had the one then, where you were taking yeah. your mask on and off. I, yeah, I had the I had the former, which, you know, the extent to which it's a bug is disputed, I guess, amongst the community. It's just frustrating. Like when you're trying to shoot someone and one element of the game of which you kind of have, like you could argue that you shouldn't have control over whether or not you're wearing putting on the gas mask because maybe that's an extra layer of complexity that Warzone doesn't need. But in the moment where like you have no, no where a game mechanic is taking you out of ADS and you're just trying to fight someone, yeah, you're losing but maybe a that's fight, a contextual but not because thing, you're right? the second best shooter. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's a contextual thing. Is if you are aimed down sides, it just doesn't fucking put it on for you because you're in that a fight, maybe. right? Like fucking up. Maybe. Like it's not. It's not. Yeah. That's not difficult to code in, fellas. I would imagine. I don't know. I'm <laughs> well, <not a> coder. <laughs> you, know, you never know when it comes to Warzone. There are a lot of things that theoretically wouldn't be hard to code in, but um, <laughs> they don't do them. A lot of glitches that you think, oh, I'm glad they fixed that. That glitch definitely isn't going to return in three months' time and work the exact same fucking way. Shout out to the Stim glitch. Wow, there you go. Anyway. Yeah. I will say that I know that if they did fix the uh, either of those gas mask glitches, the patch would probably be 150 gigs. So, you know, <laughs> I think maybe leave it for now. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, a, a funny thing, I, I say funny, they probably don't think it's funny, but... When we were getting started streaming this, I, was, I said on our Discord, hey, who wants to join in on some Warzone? And uh, Joel <laughs> Joel and Aim were like, yeah, I'll do it. And then they went. And obviously, because they fucking patched that game every day with fucking multiple gig updates, they couldn't get into the game. So they were waiting for these updates. By the time the updates finished, I'd finished the stream. And Jamie had said he prob- he's probably never going to ba- play Warzone again. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't forget, that's what I say after every time I play Warzone. Yeah, this, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there is hope, Joel, and there is hope, hope, aim, and whoever else wants to maybe play with us one time. Uh, we were saying that, though, um, that as part of the Discord, we need uh, uh, the Patreon levels, we need to kind of reassess those and maybe add a few things and one of them would be perhaps don't know what level it would be but you know a, a games night i don't know once a week once a month whatever it may be with uh our patrons yeah that'd, that'd be cool that'd be pretty that'd sick be cool. yeah for sure um for sure but yeah that's that's what i got what about you jamie i think i think there's one game that you are <sighs> there excited is. about but- by the skin of my teeth, I'm able to talk about <laughs> the first new game of 2021 that I've actually been able to play. Um, and we'll get into why I almost didn't play it. But I'm talking about uh, Hitman 3. Hell yeah. Which um, which looks fucking sick. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I picked it up. I know I've got a comically large stack of games still to get through. Um, <laughs> behind hangover from Literally, the well, on so, the screen. Yeah, some, of it, some of it's still behind me. Um, <laughs> Is Cyberpunk still in the wrapper? Yes, I've still got a sealed copy of the GOG code for Cyberpunk on my uh, on my dresser. But um, Hitman just felt like something that I could play alongside something like Assassin's Creed because you can dip in and out of those levels and you can run them at different times. I mean, you, uh, each Hitman game fundamentally is made up of six stages, the first run of which always takes less than an hour, probably closer yeah. to half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, it's more like the, the easing runs. you in. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll pick that up. I can play it alongside it. The issue that I was hinting at earlier is that um, elements of this game and getting uh, it ready for players of the previous two entries were kind of on fire yesterday, as it turned out. <laughs> um, 
So I get I guess to explain it, um, there's a setup. So Hitman Three. One of the cool things about it is it's not just a new game with you know six new stages and the and the completion of the story to the trilogy uh, yeah. that they've been doing since 2016. It can also it uh, house Hitman One and Two, so you can import the st- levels or the locations from Hitman One and Two, and have everything that I have created for this trilogy under one roof. All the challenges, all the outfits, weapons, the mastery levels, and so on and so forth. And which is really to, fucking cool. Updates to those levels as well, right? Like to m- bring them up to yeah. scratch with and the latest exactly. version. Anytime they do visual changes, for example, they make sure they're consistent amongst all the levels. Same with like. Um, uh, mechanical changes. I remember one of the example from Hitman One to Two was that like people can notice you doing crimes in mirrors, and that was one thing that they like a change they did in Hitman Two that they reapplied to stuff in Hitman One. Little yeah. things like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and that's neat. I mean, for anyone that owns those games, it just makes it a package that's hard to turn down because yeah. those are all really strong levels, and there's so many fun sandboxes amongst them. Um, and a part of that is you're going to want to bring or some people at least are going to want to bring their progress over because while you are going to want to go back and play Paris and Sapienza and all these hits from from years gone by, you also probably want to keep the things you've done in the past. If you've done really good Silent Assassin runs or completed a really hard challenge or got your mastery level up to 20 and all the associated unlocks with that, the suits, the gadgets, the weapons, and so on and so forth. So they implemented a progress transfer that you had to do via a website uh, you couldn't do anything in game for some reason, and that website was on fire for the whole day yesterday. <laughs> I um, I started that process at one pm, which was when the game officially went live, and that website officially went live. I successfully played Hitman for the first time this morning. Wow! Okay. Um, wow. So it was, you, so it was, you could have played it. So you could have played it without your. But here's the thing, Josie. I'm glad you made that point. If you play Hitman 3 and then do the progress transfer afterwards, because, say, maybe the progress transfer website is down, you will lose any of that progress you made in Hitman 3. It overwrites oh, okay, it. Right. So, so you're in a situation have... where I could have played the game. I could have, say, played the first level of Hitman 3 yesterday, yeah, but yeah. the progress transfer would have finished today and I'd have lost anything I did yesterday. Right. So see, yeah. some okay. people, such as myself, were in a situation where we almost felt paralyzed, uh, like we couldn't really act in any significant yeah. way. Um, and that right. sucked. That really sucked for a game like Hitman. I know it's always had interesting server and always online related things. But yeah. um, But here's a question. How is your F5 key looking on your keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> were, you just, were you just there looser. spamming reload, reload, reload? Oh, bro, I, I refreshed probably a thousand times across all devices yesterday. Because um, you'd get to different stages of the website at different... We've all been there when a website is struggling and you're like, this time I got to this page and it yeah. stopped working. Um, it was it was one of those. Yeah, me and but, my Argos uh, journey trying to, <laughs> trying oh, to bro, get, yeah. get PS5, PS5 when I had Anyone it in the fucking basket and then I had to register or some shit and then after I registered, they're like, nah, it's gone. Sorry, gone. Oh, by the <laughs> yeah. way, our entire shipment is fucking sold out. Wow. Right. Yeah. Anyone brutal. that tried to pre-order a PS5 can probably relate to the pain of... Uh, in fact, to take that back, PS5 pain, probably worse than Hitman <laughs> 3 pain, but just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Hitman 3 the, pain is like knocking your elbow, but PS5 pain is like yeah. taking a stapler to the nuts. It just sucks that <laughs> if you told me in 2021 that there would be some game with live service elements that I wouldn't be able to play for almost the entire... Well, in fact, literally the entire release day, yeah. I wouldn't have put Hitman 3 on that list. 
Uh, and that was yeah. a bit of a ripe disappointment. Yeah. Um, but there we go. That's the price you pay for having all that progress and all those levels in one place. And I can happily report yeah. after a brief session this morning, not as much as I'd have liked to have played, that Hitman 3 is still really good. Uh, Hitman, yeah. I should say, is still really good is the yeah. simpler way to put it. And Hitman 3 brings good new levels to that formula. You know what was really impressive to me is one of our members on Patreon and Discord, Hooded Dude, he's like... Yeah. What, what he was like third best in the world or something at Silent, Silent he, Assassin. Yeah, he got the game really early, and he yeah. was he's already he so he's got um, plug his YouTube. He's been doing um, Hitman Three guides, and he's been doing some. I think they're called Sasso's uh, uh, Silent Assassin suit only runs. Uh, <laughs> which are like, there's a sniper assassin version of it where you have to kill all the targets with a sniper, but like yeah. uh, Silent Assassin suit only runs are like one of the, like the classic kind of like challenges of like for any hitman player and uh yeah he's been getting some runs in early getting high on the leaderboards making youtube content out of it hell so yeah play to him decent well done, dude. um and i guess you know oh, like yeah yeah sorry go on jamie i was just gonna say like i i, I think hitman 3 is a really cool thing and i implore anyone who's intrigued by it to give it a go i think if you've given hitman one or two a go and you bounced off them then there's no re- it's it's similar enough that you don't necessarily need to come back but i think what's really cool about hitman 3 from what i've played and but also from what i've seen is that like this was an example of a sequel where so much of the mechanics and the fundamentals of the series were put in place and perfected over the course of the last 4 or 5 years yeah. that they kind of almost had carte blanche to just say well now we're just going to fire on all cylinders and make the best maps or the best destinations the best levels we can and you look at some of the stuff they've done. I think one example is there's an English manor, an English <laughs> a sort of estate, yeah. uh, this sort of like very kind of misty autumnal feel to it, uh, which is a level within which a murder mystery is taking place. And naturally, <laughs> one of the disguises Forty Seven Can Don is the dis- is to wear the disguise of the detective who is investigating the murder mystery. <laughs> so Forty Seven can solve the murder mystery as part of doing the job he went there to do to begin yeah. with. Uh, little things like that are just super cool, cool, super cool. Yeah, and cool examples of IO like flexing, like, hey, we know we don't need to change what Hitman is at this stage. We just need to give you cool playgrounds to mess around with. And it seems like they've uh, succeeded on that front. Yeah, yeah. You know. Also, Jonesy, so, you'll be yeah. pleased to know that Hitman Three gets you Hitman VR, baby, on mm. all across oh. all the Hitman type. Well, all of them, the latest trilogy. Yes, that's cool. I, I, do you know what? I, I don't know if I'll be getting Hitman Three. I would. I'm one of the people that Jamie's talking about that I played one, I played two, but I fell off because I find them too sandboxy. Yeah, I find them like, oh, you can do whatever you want, and you can do it, and you can do this challenge and challenge yourself and challenge yourself. And I'm like, mm, I kind of want you to tell me what the game is and how to play. And <laughs> but they are, and then I have a great time for a while, and then just kind of. Yeah, I get you. I kind of feel mostly the same, but they are nice games to have as a pick up put down kind of thing and an interesting thing is they Hitman are, 3 yeah, is yeah. coming to the switch as a cloud version and i was just thinking to myself what a what a perfect genre for the switch um to be that kind of like you want you've got you've got a few moments in time and what a perfect time to pick up the switch play through a mission that'll take you maybe like 20 minutes whatever it is and put it down like i, I and it's a slow enough pace that you know playing on the joy cons not gonna irritate you all that much it could be i'd I'd be interested to see how good it looks well Um, it's obviously in a cloud version it should be fine yeah it's going to be like the best version of the game really 
But I'd, I'd still want to sit down and look at it and see how it... <laughs> J- James not, 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 not sure I can get behind that statement. That's pretty <laughs> well, the best sweeping. Among the best looking looking version of the game, right? Surely. It's, it's potentially, for sure. But Google I mean, Stadia in reality... To differ. <laughs> I'd, I'd still want to sit down and try it. I'd, still, I'd want yeah. to see it before I commit to making a statement like that. Well, every time... Every time there's Hitman in the news, it just reminds me when we went to the Hitman 2 launch party and what a fucking cracker <laughs> of a time that was. Uh, that was, was a good great. party. Uh, that, that was a really good, good party. The, the lowest I've ever been in terms of uh, managing ATG, but like also the highest in terms <laughs> of like, I don't give a fuck anymore, so let's just have a party. Um, yeah. And also, I don't know if you remember, but the invitation that we got sent was this like cheap, admittedly cheap VR headset and you put it in and it played you a message from Agent Forty Seven, but Agent Forty Seven actually said eighty like all time gaming, and that I, yeah, yeah. Was cool. that was one of the times I was like, "Fucking, we've made it, boys! <laughs> We're big time! <laughs> we've yeah. made it!" I think it was because it was little um, did we, yeah, we, we didn't Warner make Brothers, it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was Warner Brothers. Was, yeah. So they were they were nicing us a lot at the time. To be fair to them, yeah, but yeah, it was cool, very cool. Yeah, but I was cool. Hitman's one of those. The problem with with Hitman is I really want to play it still. Like I know that I'll stop playing it and I'll fall off of it, but I still because re- of how nice they look, because of how good they feel, and because like the humor that they've injected in and the the kind of the wacky things you can get involved with in, especially the last one. I know that I want to play it. Like I want to have a go, but so to have a go, I'm I'm probably going to have to get it. And then will I play? Like I, <laughs> I own one and two, so at least now I know that I can own all three of them together. On um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you could Maybe just you could just wait for like a, yeah. a summer sale, as an example. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. I could do that. Yeah, especially like if they manage to put all that that content on sale. Like I want to say at the moment, if you're jumping into Hitman completely fresh and had to buy all three games. It can still be prohibitively expensive to get it all in one place. That's one thing that they haven't quite, uh, ad- not addressed like they need to, but that's one thing to note, I guess, for anyone jumping in, yeah. having never played one before. I guess but, it's hard, right? Because it'll be three different publishers at that stage. <laughs> right, exactly. And like, there's also, you'll notice this one, like, I, I think it's easier on Xbox than it is on PlayStation, but the way you access those levels in Hitman 3 is also very strange, where it's kind of like, verifying that you've owned that you own the game and allowing you to repurchase access to them within hitman 3 which are new store items that for me were all free but one example for me is that um i own the hitman 2 gold version i think it was but i don't own hitman 2 it's either it's one or the other i think it would have been gold edition i think because we got sent copies yeah i think that's i think that sounds right but I went into the store and it was like, okay, you own Hitman 1, great. You own Hitman 2, Gold Edition, great. You don't own Hitman 2, so if you want to buy it for 50 quid, and it's like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, I've, I've had this issue before. I remember it was a Destiny 2 related issue at the time. I feel so sorry for the amount of people every year that must like unwittingly spend 40, 50 quid buying something they already own because the PlayStation Store is still something of a joke uh, yeah. all these years yeah. later. Um, yeah. Hey, but that's a and, that's a yeah. omission of a feature that actually makes them money. So why would they fix it, bro? Like, but even the nah, PS5 UI, like, do you know what? Do you know, like, one thing that I realized with the PS5 UI, right? Yeah. I bought, I pre-ordered Hitman Three on the PlayStation Store. I 
go to uh, it, it's in my library. I go to check like what I'm going to start downloading when the preload begins. And there are two Hitman 3s in there, the PS4 and the PS5 version, but they're not labeled in that menu and corporate <laughs> options or anything. So as right. someone who's going to like leave my PlayStation on standby, I just like, you, you have two choices. You either download both and delete the wrong one, yeah. or you guess. Yeah. And if you're someone with That's data bullshit. caps, fucking Christ. <laughs> fucking Nora. Like, sort your life out, PlayStation. <laughs> Great controller, but <laughs> hey, love the controller. <laughs> Hate that. Um, Man, that's funny. Yeah. yeah all right. Cool. Any, any yeah. anything else you played, Jamie? No, nah, it's been quiet. Like Warzone is obviously still sort of going on. Um, I finished Max Payne three uh, because I went back to replay that for some reason. I yeah. can't even tell you why. Well, um, I remember you were, you mentioned that last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it's just a fairly standard gaming week. I didn't manage to get a huge amount done. Yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe we'll be different this time next week. Well, hey, listen, talking about Max Payne 3, I've got a comment of the week for you, Jamie. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is from Just a Guy. I fucking loved Max Payne 3 so much. Wishing for a part four, but won't hold my breath. Then again, it ended as well as it could have for him. So I'm not sure that I want him to come back. Yeah. I, I agree with Just a Guy, first of all, in that Max Payne 3 is a fantastic game. I'm not going to call it underrated because it wasn't underrated. It was very well reviewed and it sold very well. But it is still something that I think is perhaps underappreciated that not many people look back on as fondly as they should. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's fair. I think it, uh, as for Part 4, again, I'm, I'm going to have to just agree with Just a Guy on pretty much both fronts that like the idea of a new Max Payne sounds wicked, but... I don't know where you take Max Payne's personal story at this stage. The third one was already such a bizarre outing for him. Yeah. Which literally saw him leave behind, you know, the life of being a a, a cop in New Jersey to go and do private security in Brazil, <laughs> of all places, um, and fail drastically <laughs> to protect the people he's um, protect. You could have a, a spin-off, I think, would probably work quite well, right? Because one good thing about a game like Max Payne is a lot of it is less so story and, mecha- and mechanics play such a big part in that game. Yes. I'm sure you could have a spin-off and yeah. you wouldn't have to worry too I've much got about it. the character. It's Max Payne Jr. Max Payne Jr. You just reboot it with <laughs> no, the sun. It's Maxine Payne. Maxine it's, Payne, uh, yeah? Wow. Yeah, you could yeah. still call it Max Payne. I think you're talking about Mona Sachs. Was it Mona Sachs? Mm. I think it was Mona Sachs. Yeah, I think it was. I, 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 Sounds about right. I would... Honestly, 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 pay top dollar for remakes of Max Payne 1 and 2. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, update I could, I could update that shit. And, and not just like, oh, yeah, here's just a bump up to fucking 4K. Like, do do the Mafia 1 remake treatment. Proper ground up. Oh, yeah. You'd need to, because yeah. nowadays as well, because you can bump up the uh, uh, some of the... You could do, do like a remaster, I suppose, but then the problem is when you get to those cutscenes and it's all the uh, uh, low-res <laughs> image, like comic book stuff, it, they can't do anything to that, so it's going to look here's, shoddy. I, here's the question, I, though. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Chris. No, no, that's all right. right. I was going to say, if you're remaking, like, Mafia Definitive Editioning, uh, Max Payne 1 and 2, do you get Rockstar to do it and the mm. Max Payne 3 team, or do you get Remedy to do it? A remedy, remedy all the way. Yeah, okay. Fair I've enough. got, I've got a bigger question. Do you hire um, known whatever he was? I can't remember. Uh, Mark Wahlberg to um, <laughs> no, no, racist. no racist. racist, no racist. No, you must definitely to come and do voice not. 
and uh, be the be the guy they base the character on. Although you can have Mila Kunis just hang around the office. Or, or, Mila you know. Kunis was in that. Do you want to know a weird bit of trivia about me in that film? Yeah. I've only seen it once, and I saw it in Spanish with no subtitles. <laughs> wow. Were you in Spain yeah. at the time? I was in Spain at the time. <laughs> Makes sense. Do you speak yeah. fluent Spanish? No, I was just studying it. Okay, the question <laughs> is, go. though, were you able to get off? Well, Mila Kunis was on screen. We've already clarified that much. I mean, it, <laughs> oh yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's not that hard, then maybe you didn't get off. Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't need to be all the way there. Sometimes it's oh, like, well, oh, I would, didn't think that would. Would you call it sloppy spaghetti or some shit? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Please, we don't know who could be listening. <laughs> Jonesy's mum watches this sometimes. <laughs> oh, my mum watches it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it all the time. I'm the only person whose parents don't know this exists, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Fucking hell. After every episode, Chris's mum <coughs> calls him and says, Chris, why always talk about dicks all the time? <laughs> Jesus. She has she has Sorry. said to me once or twice, anytime that you aren't on the podcast, uh, Jonesy, um, <laughs> She, she calls me up, she's like, is everything all right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, yeah, because Jonesy's left the channel. I was like, what are you talking about? She's left the channel. She, what's funny is she calls me every time you're on it and asks me if you've left the channel. Yeah. What have you and done like, to yeah, my son? Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Fucking hell. Yeah. Games, fellas. Hopefully next week we can talk about more games, but I don't know. There's not a lot coming out in the next couple of weeks, is there? Yeah. No, there's not really. Kind of dry. Yeah, and it's interesting because last week we had uh, the news broke that Hod... Oh, fuck it. Sorry, let's start again. I'm getting tongue-tied. Okay. <clears throat> and well, guys, you know, there's not many games coming out in the next few weeks, is there? No, no. it's it's a quiet time of year, that's for sure. Yeah, always is, beginning of the year, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have some more info soon about uh, Resi Village. That's actually happening tonight at the time of recording. So apologies <laughs> if you know all about it, but we don't. But, you know, fuck it. That's, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, but, yeah, last week there was some news that dropped about Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy being delayed into 2022. Harry Potter? Uh, yeah. Um, Go on, Chris. Let's hear it. Let's hear your Harry Potter voice. All, all right, Agrid. Can, can I have some more, please? It's <laughs> Oliver Potter. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, and funnily enough, Jason Schreier warned that, hey, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to delays. So I thought it might be interesting if we took a look at the biggest upcoming releases, maybe gauge our anticipation levels. It's also like information for people to know what should be coming out this year. And then maybe we can do a little bit of crystal ball gazing, fellas. Do you want to look at my balls? Uh are they crystal crystal? Yeah, I was yeah, just sure. saying yeah. like, that. It was uh, unfortunate. Yeah, it was an unfortunate... Do they sparkle? <sighs> they do. It was an unfortunate accident at the Neisner Heads, so make that of what you will. All right, guys. Okay, January. Obviously, we had Hitman 3 coming up, so no problems there other than the fucking debacle <laughs> that Jamie just mentioned. But on the 28th, The Medium is coming out, which is a game that has already been delayed, but... Right. I'm guessing it's close enough. It's seven days away at time of recording that, you know, it's coming out on the 28th. It should be fine. I don't see them <laughs> delaying it further. Yeah. Um, I but that either. game looks cool. But I, I think we're all agreed in that's the kind of game that we would never play ourselves because we are chicken shit of scary games. But that would be a game that we would play if we were all together and streaming it or making a Let's Play. 
making Jamie play it while we sit there and laugh well, every time he does a giant jump. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't think I'd even protest that much because the cool thing about the medium <laughs> is that, like, of all these studios investing into horror games in recent years, Bloober Team have been amongst the more forward-thinking ones in terms of how they've tried oh. to mix things up. Yeah, totally. Like Blair Witch had some really cool ideas, and we played Layers of Fear 2 back on ATG in the <clears> day <throat> as well. I guess yeah. this is also one for... Um, that some Xbox heads, what are they called? Box box heads, box boys, <laughs> X X Men, X boys, yeah. X boys, X, X uh, exhibits, series series. What's a series series simps? <laughs> Tur- Tur- uh, I don't know. T- Turbo, I don't know. Yeah, all right, fine. Any, whatever. What's your point, fella? Whatever. I'm saying they they're going to be looking forward to this because I think this is a, a kind of a Microsoft have got their fingers in this pie, and I'm pretty sure this is not coming to PlayStation, and it will also be on Game Pass. Ooh. So, Game Pass. In the, maybe, on the maybe, on the, on maybe the we limited, should play it. Maybe we should. Maybe play we it. should. Maybe we should. <laughs> oh, but on the, I was going to say, in the limited landscape that is Xbox console exclusives, I think the medium <laughs> is actually one of the larger games on that list. Which yeah, is which is a shout out. You know, like all props to uh, Bloober Team, but you know you're not you're not really a console seller, are you? But anyway, yeah. All right, well, fellas. So that, that those are known quantities for January. Look, there's other games coming up, but we've just kind of chosen the the, the the top, the marquee ones, the ones that we should be talking about, the ones we should be caring about, and maybe there are games that are coming out that you would like to hear us talk about but we might not be interested in them or not actually have anything to say on them so you know bear with us yeah but or, mm, i'll or, throw another clause out there sorry just to say all they don't actually have release dates yet there were loads of games i was like we were making this list, and i was like why haven't i written down the name of this game and i looked it up it's good and it's like oh technically we don't know when that's coming out yeah so if it seems also a little bit threadbare until the end where we go through all the unknown quantities that's why <clears throat> Well, yeah, there are a lot of unknowns, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which is fair. You know, the beginning of each year, there are a lot of unknowns because usually it would be, hey, let's wait until E3 so we can announce our our launch date. So if it's anything that was meant to come out uh, after the middle of the year, then it's not going to have a, a date attached to it more, more than likely. Much. All right. But look, we're looking at February. Okay. And on the 11th mm. of Feb, we've got little nightmares Two, a game that I'm pretty excited about. And I know that our very own Steph Murphy fucking loves little nightmares and is also looking forward to little nightmares Two. So there we go. What'd you, what'd you guys think? Did, did, <laughs> did we really need another horror game? That's no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Cause little nightmares is, I suppose is a little bit different at least. Cause at least it sort of stands. It's not a typical, horror game like that it's like yeah, it was more like it's more creepy quite than horror, horror, right it's you also the that. way that it plays this little side scrolly platformy yeah. type of deal it's not as um it's, cute. it's not quite as it's cutesy horror it's well, cutesy horror. that's you can go one of that. the trailers they did for that game i can't remember what it was but inside the last year was was legitimately one of the creepiest trailers <laughs> i've seen in a long long time <laughs> it does a really good job of like taking creepy and mixing and almost feeling tim burton-esque i think which i yeah. liked about little nightmares and you put those two things together it's it's more like uh nightmare before christmas or is it Coraline? i think is that kind of creepy and I, because yeah. I, I, I hate horror games because I'm a massive like wimp. But <laughs> when it comes to like little nightmares, I think it's actually they they work on the right side of creepy. So I'm, I mean, I probably won't play this just because it's still maybe a little bit too on that side of it. But I'd quite like to see some stuff about it. Mm, well, just, I enjoyed the first. Just, Let me I enjoyed just wait some for the of the stream, first one Alex Jones. 
Is there, exactly, is, I wait for the stream. Have I made it up in my head, or is there some kind of um, multiplayer or even co-op component to this? I think there I are meant to be two characters, but I don't know if it uh, translates into a co-op stuff. I'm, I, I don't remember. Right, yeah. Wikipedia is saying single player. I think I just manufactured that in my head because there yeah. are... You know, as you said, two characters yeah. on the, on the uh, uh, box art. It's a little, apparently, an AI-controlled buddy. Yeah, okay. I just found on something. Okay. Which so. is a bit of a shame. Like, that would be cool if it was co-op, because then, then it makes more sense to kind of do it as, as a tandem kind of stream or something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking at all these yeah. titles, fellas, and I'm like, either I want to play them for my for myself, or it's like, oh, I'll just fucking stream that. I'll stream that. Yeah, cool. Stream that. I'd lo- I'd love to watch a stream of Little Nightmares too. Like, I think that that's how I'd rather consume. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's fucking plug uh, old Steph over at Technuovo on Twitch because mm. he he will definitely stream that. I'm. Yeah. 100% percent He certain. actually, he did a Let's Play of the entire first game on the YouTube channel of all things, so <laughs> yeah. he's definitely looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, all right, then moving on, the very next day, February the 12th, we've got Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. A, a chance perhaps to blow the dust off the Switch? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I was actually thinking like, because remember, what was it like? A month or two ago, where it's like, oh yeah, you should probably uh, charge your switch like two times a year, otherwise it might brick itself. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so the, I, it was yesterday. Actually, I was like, I, I just got to plug my switch in because it's just sitting in my <laughs> bedside table. <laughs> Make sure this thing's alive. Yeah, fucking hell. But yeah, Super Mario 3D World. It's such a curious case because this was the marquee uh, Mario title on the Wii U, which obviously no one bought the Wii U. So this is almost the second lease on of life for it but interestingly enough and i wonder if this is the first time it's ever happened where it's a re-release of a game but then they've added brand new like a big brand new dlc pack an expansion of all of all oh you know for lack of a better word yeah like watching that trailer i was i was i gotta i gotta be honest having not owned a wii u i wasn't super familiar with 3d world and what it didn't didn't did and didn't contain yeah and watching that trailer i was like what is i don't don't think i really understood the extent to which (laughs) bowser's fury was a new thing and to what scale it existed i guess that's part of the 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 appeal of the package though right? yeah it's it's interesting i I think it's going to be quite substantial you know i think there's going to be a lot of content there plus they showed off bowser goes like fucking gigantic and on fire and all shadowy and shit it's pretty cool looks cool mm. I, I, you know like mario games are great i've missed out on this mario game so that's an easy buy for me uh maybe not like day one but you know it'll stick around yeah yeah, yeah. um it's, it's, it's the whole 35th anniversary thing though the only my issue with the whole thing is <laughs> i'm still looking forward to a new mario game and it's like they keep teasing us with um, semi-new content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, like, oh, this is you got some uh, expansion for this. You're like, mm, can I just have yeah. a new game? Yeah. Nah. Where, where's a, my a, Galaxy Three? Fucking Miyamoto. <laughs> nah, Odyssey Two. Odyssey Two. I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, it, cool. it probably would be an Odyssey Two before it would be a Galaxy Three, which is hurts me. But I, at the same time, I can't really be that upset because Odyssey is dope. So, yeah. Odyssey um, is so you. I'd I'd be really into it at the moment as well because you're saying about blowing the dust off your switch. My switch is is burning hot at the moment for the amount it gets used because let's see it's a it's a kids system and my four year old cannot keep his hands off of it. So it is uh, it is used multiple times a day. Yeah, um, yeah. not sure if he's quite ready for Super Mario Worlds. Yeah, maybe, man. maybe. It, it's crazy maybe. to me to think that like okay, so I still have the um, the Mario 3D All Stars that I haven't finished on my switch. 
I still have obviously Breath of the Wild, which I refuse to finish. I've got um <laughs> Why? It's just one of those stupid men. Because you don't want to, because it's not as good as everyone's No, no because oh, it's no. amazing that I just don't want it to end. But in doing so, I've just haven't <laughs> I haven't played it in like two years. But anyway. Um I've also got the the fucking demo for drag the latest Dragon's Quest eleven S because the right. demo is like fucking, I don't know, like sixteen hours long or something. So I could sink in some serious fucking time to How's that. How's that a demo? That's the demo, dude, yeah. And Jesus if you buy the Christ. game, you know, the old progress carries over. So it's it's smart. Uh, there's yeah. a brave... And the actual game is 17 hours long. So. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Oh. Pay for the ending. Oh, my God, that would be so funny. Yeah, ending DLC. Um, there's a Bravely Default 2 demo on there that I want to try. So there's a lot of things that... There's a lot of reasons for me to pick it up, but I just... Yeah, I don't know. Just be really kind of unenthused. And I guess that's why, like, I wasn't here on the podcast when you guys were talking about all the Switch Pro rumors. And a part right. of me is like, hey, you know, any kind of, like, upgrade to Switch would... I, I'm all for it. But at the same time, I just don't think there's... What am I going to do with it? I'm not even playing my Switch currently. Like, what we really need are those fucking massive broad appeal games. Or, or maybe not broad appeal, because, you know, we've got Animal Crossing and fucking whatever. But just need... Just need more. I just need more. But, I just need more, fellas. Do you, do, do, do you honestly think that that would make a difference to your Switch playing habits? More games? Yes, because, like, let me put it this way. Um, if a new, like, let's let's take 3D Mario World out of it, okay? Yeah. If a new Mario game like Odyssey 2 or Galaxy 3 or fucking, I don't know, like, super mario colonoscopy or something like that's that's a must play game so i will buy that on day one and i will fire up my switch and i will play that game to completion right the same with like a new zelda probably or uh, a metroid whatever it is as long as there's that like marquee title that's a must play then yeah i'll I'll go to it like if there's an equivalent of like oh uh spider-man miles morales I'll, i'll go and play it or if there's an equivalent of Oh, fuck, I don't know, a Sekiro sequel that's only on Switch. I'll definitely go play it. Like, it's not like yeah, I they don't do, want to. They do seem to, it's like a secondary option <clears throat> system in a lot of ways, the Switch, with a lot of games that you can also play on Switch. And it's never going to be my go-to um, yeah. Yeah. For, for those sorts of games because you're going to be making a compromise with regard to quality. You're going to be making a compromise with regard to... Um, uh, even even just like controls. Like obviously, yeah. the controllers on the Switch are not going to be on par with... Um, you know, a more expensive yeah. console. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why that's I, th- nice. I think in some respects the Switch <clears throat> was the console that was least suited to being played more during a lockdown, which many of us have been in for so much of last year. Because uh, it means 24-7 I'm in a room with a computer with a 2080, <laughs> uh, a PS5, an Xbox One X, and then the Switch is just kind of over there. Yeah. And unless there's an exclusive, which, hey, 2020 wasn't a big year for Switch exclusives unless you really like Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, Animal Crossing... Animal Crossing did fucking the heavy lifting, right? And that's, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. And I can see, like, Monster Hunter Rise is going to do it for a lot of people. But I'm not into Monster Hunter, and I'm not into Animal Crossing. So it's like, okay, so why am I going to switch on my Switch? Switch on the Switch. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had a moment the other day where I remember we've uh, mentioned a couple of times, but our patron and uh, 
Discord sort of community member, Peaswad, who is a big Switch advocate, and he played, you know, whatever it was, hundreds of hours of Hades on the Switch. Yeah. And I thought about, oh, yeah, Hades, such a good game. But then they're like, why would I buy that again? And then just sit next to my PC. I'd sit in the same <laughs> chair that I would sit on it to play on PC, but just to play on my Switch. Like, probably on an, on an inferior controller and an inferior screen, like, yeah, on an inferior platform. Like, it just... It's a hard sell. It really is. I tell you, yeah. I, I am. It is, it is um, quite a hard I'm, sell. I'm very, very close to buying a, um, a Switch exclusive game at the moment in the shape of uh, Pokemon Sword or Shield, which I haven't bought yet. But again, it's because for the younglings, um, for the younglings, they love a bit of yeah. Pokemon, and um, but th- and that those are the sorts of games that if like like you guys have said, if they bought out a new exclusive game um, for the Switch, then yeah, it'd be all over it. But yeah. when you can opt for it on a better system, like. Probably not yeah. going to go for it from the Switch. All right. Anyway, boys, moving on. February 23rd, Persona 5 <clears throat> Strikers. Never played a Persona 5 game in my life, uh, even though it is a so, JRPG, of which I am a the, fan. This is actually, though, this is a Musu game. Um, yeah. Is it a Musu game? Or, wasn't there one that's more like a, like a Diablo-ish kind of game? Wasn't Perhaps I'm, was I'm, I'm, I'm less familiar. I, I was under the impression that this was... A Musu game made, being made by like the the people who make all the Omega Force, whatever they're called. All right. Like yeah. my understanding of this was that this was almost the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity of the Persona Five world, in that it uses like the concepts and the story and the setting and the characters, but is a Musu game. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are looking forward to this thing. Loads of like, people. There was some like chatter in our Discord. Persona Five, in and of itself, is like such a highly regarded game Lo- loads of people are like you got to play this you got to play this and every time i hear them I'm like oh shit maybe maybe i should play this and then i realize <laughs> that it's a jrpg and it'll probably take me like 80 hours to complete and like i, I can't <laughs> yep exactly it's actually free on the as part of the uh, playstation plus collection for playstation 5 owners ah right not, it's not persona 5 royal which was the updated one which yeah, yeah. streamlined some elements but just like vanilla persona 5 is a part of that and i looked at it, it was like i kind of own persona 5 right now but i i i, I can't bring myself oh, to start it come on jamie try <laughs> try it well, one of you try it out and and give us give us Can a jonesy report. do it yeah go on jonesy all right i'll have a dip I'll just, 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 in. just like let's say two hours like an evening just do an evening you know <laughs> okay i'll i'll play that, a and then we'll, we'll do the jonesy report da, 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 da. I'm, I'm probably I'm excited for this. Yeah, you'll ask me next week about like. So, what did you think? I'm like, oh, I've got no idea. Sorry, guys. And you'll be like, oh, you didn't play. I'll be like, no, no, I played it, but I still have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get it out of the Japanese language option. So, anyway, uh, yeah. And then we, we come up to our first TBA, fellas. And this is a this is a curious one. It's Destruction All Stars. There's no announce date for it. However, it is meant to be uh, February's PlayStation Plus game. For the PS5. Yeah. Which could mean either that it's coming out... I don't know if they mean it's coming out in like a week's time, like for February, yeah. or if it's coming out in February for March. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully it it's like, comes out in a week or two. I know. That game looks fun. Like, uh, Yeah. It, it And I think a, a perfect kind of PlayStation Plus title for it as well, because as fun as it looks, it, it almost kind of seems like the Fall Guys effect to me, where... I can have fun with it, but I'll probably be done with it just as quick as I can have fun. I don't know. Yeah. I might be wrong. 
Yeah. I think those those games, though, are so hard to tell which way they're going to go. They either go epic and everyone starts streaming them, they get played for months and months and months, and it's almost like, how do we live without this? Or they get played for like a few weeks, some streamers play it, and then it dies and we never yeah. talk about it again. And I'm so, I'm so like oh, on the edge with a lot of these games. I, you know, I don't know which way they're going to go. And this is, I, this is one I'm going to, okay, if you had to put your money on where you're going to say, I say this is maybe sticks around and does surprisingly well. Destruction All-Stars. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what, maybe it's because the opposite of how I feel. So I'm going to punt and we, say we, it's the reverse. Okay, related to like, say, I mean, not Rocket League, which is trying to kind of get its inspiration from, but... If we say like a level of success of say Fallout, uh, Fall Guys, not in the first month because that was ridiculous. Okay, um, let's say bigger than Fall Guys. Bigger than Fall Guys, like let's say in a six averaged month, six month averaged. period. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't because I could easily see it going both ways, but I'm going to punt and say it's bigger than Fall Guys over a six month period. It's one of those yeah. games that's just such a fucking head scratcher. So, oh yeah. So for those who don't know, it's it's almost like Rocket League meets. I don't know, some kind of like a brawler where you can get out of your car and beat shit up? No, it's it's, it's a destruction derby where you, you're losing, you, your car is not the end of the yeah the, the fight, yeah. so to speak, because you can run around that track and you can jump over other cars and I presume there's going to be some way to maybe get your car back or get someone else's yeah. car and so on and so forth. So the thing for me that really makes these games work and really makes them pop is if there are unforeseen tactics and unforeseen ways to play the game. So, for example, if within inside of a month, everyone immediately gets out of their cars and runs and gets weapons and then has a fight and then gets in a car and they're like, oh, we never expected people to play this game like this, then it will do well. If it is just the case of, oh, you can basically just drive around and when your car blows up, you run around until you get run over, yeah. then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's, it's you, too simple. You know, mm, die off. If, if they have this particular feature, I may be on your side, Jonesy. If they have, like, say, uh, uh, some kind of a all chat system, like voice chat system, <laughs> then then I would agree. That would be quite cool. Then I would agree because, you know, like some kind of a proximity chat or something. But how would you do that with cars? Because you're just fucking driving off and I don't know. Do you know what be quite funny is if they had, um, if you could only do it uh, where you hold the key down, you hold a button down to oh, yeah, talk, yeah. yeah, like push the talk, but you had to hold it down like CB radio. So <laughs> you had to hold it down to go like insult everyone and then let go of the button and then someone else could talk, yeah. but only one person could talk at a time. That'd be quite funny. It'd be like, oh, fuck your mother, you fucking cunt. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do you copy? Uh, do you copy? <laughs> Jamie's out already. He's like, nope. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I'm still thinking right. about whether or not it's going to do well. I, 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 I don't know. It's, uh, it's such I've a got, I've got a feeling it's I've got a feeling it's going to struggle. Do you know? Okay, I'm, there's I'm, a game. I'm that... optimistic for the game, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't it's... know. Like I feel like we've been talking. There's a reason we still use Rocket League as the frame of reference when Rocket League itself yeah. is like five years old. It's because nothing else has ever done it quite like Rocket League. Yeah. And Rocket League's not really about driving, right? Rocket League is a, is about playing a little game of football. You just happen to be driving. <laughs> Whereas this game is like, no, you're driving, and it's about destroying other people it's like mm, yeah i could i could if you said to me it's rocket league without the ball and you were trying to explode other vehicles i'd be like that doesn't sound as fun as yeah i don't play in rocket league anyway jonesy another game that you might be interested in although probably not judging by the reveal is march the 18th prince of persia sands of time remake alex jones something that you have been uh, chomping at the bit for not this particular one 
<laughs> as it turns out. But <laughs> something, yeah, something akin to, to it. Not like, okay, this is, it's too much of an unknown quantity still. I think that trailer looked trash. I don't think it looked good at all. Um, it, I, I would go as far as to say it was a massive disappointment. Jonesy, if it looked like, like me, a mobile game, dude. Or, or, or maybe <laughs> yeah, that's being kind to mobile games because some mobile games look absolutely fucking phenomenal these days. Like, if you're like me and you've been waiting for a proper Prince of Persia type game for like however long we've been waiting, and then to get this is almost a, a bit of a kick in the teeth. <laughs> um, I don't, but I don't really, I, I don't know how it can redeem itself. Are you going to pick it, it up? Though? Are you going to be like uh, my love of Prince of Persia? Um, out, outweighs. I'll have to wait for the reviews. No, I got, I've been stung. Prince yeah. of Persia was it Leg- Legacy? That piece of crap, cell shaded rubbish. <laughs> shitty thing uh, oh jeez <clears throat> one of the worst I want to say it was Christmas like maybe it was Christmas one of my worst Christmases I got that game and I was so psyched because it like hadn't been out I don't think it had been out that long and I was like oh I've wanted to play another Prince of Persia game for such a long time and I put it in and I was like what is this like this is not <laughs> it's what a good, I it's a good game That's what it I is heard. not it's good, it is good, despicable good game that's a uh... It's a good game. It, it might be a good Prince game. Prince of Persia, not... two thousand eight, sitting on an eighty-four percent. Oh wow! Well, Eighty-five on Metacritic. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> Destructoid with it gave it a nine point five out of ten. Seems like a damn good game. Two thousand eight. What were you seven, eight? <laughs> I, IGN. IGN coming in with the nine point four out of ten. That's a that's oh a, piss wow. off. That's a pretty solid review for what is a very good Prince of Persia game. One of the better Prince of Persia games, oh, maybe ever. Jesus Christ! Oh, Prince Deep. of Persia. Ubisoft have finally deciding to leave behind that emo weirdo from the uh, from the PS2 trilogy and you know, go in a brave new direction. Try something. Do you know different. what? Try to make a good. I'm game going. For the full quartering. I'm going to go anti-games journalism. What are these people talking about? Complete muppets. They've lost their minds. <laughs> Those games, like Sands of Time, uh, through that trilogy, were so good. Like, and the progression was so good. And then to do this to the fans was disgusting. And I can't believe they did D- it. Disgusting. And they did it. Wow. Disgusting. And now they're going to do it again, apparently, because they they tempt. They even called it the same thing. They even called it Sands of Time to get us all excited. And now it's going to be a friggin' mobile game. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the same, though. It's going to be... I don't know. It looks fucking weird, but it, that was a good gameplay, so it might make up for it in that, in that way. Anyway, fellas, on the 19th of March, we're going to be taken to Returnal, the uh, Soccer Mom Simulator 2021. <laughs> oh, are you what? Soccer Mom or not? Well, yeah, looking at some of their gameplay, it, look, it does look pretty sick. Do you know what the gameplay is like? I keep watching it and keep wanting to be excited by it. And I'm like, there's always something that's maybe like the house mark have gone from making like top down or side on (laughs) arcade shooters and have tried to make a somewhat more traditional third person action game. And it hasn't quite worked somehow. Can I I tell you why? And I'm not joking. I think it's the character design and not just the character design of Soccer Mom. Like the character design of the enemies and stuff, it's it's difficult to kind of, in my opinion, to discern exactly what's happening, yeah. where and how. Like, like there, there's something to be said for, hey, there's a fucking weak spot, even if it there is isn't a weak spot, just so you got something to kind of aim at on a person's like area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It 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 looks cool in terms of 
I'll put it this way. It looks cool in the same way that I thought Quantum Break looked cool in that it looks like a satisfying feeling third-person shooter. Okay, yeah. But I guess, uh, you know. and, and, and on that same note of satisfying feeling, the other thing that I want to keep my eye on Returnal for is that this is a PlayStation 5 game that will absolutely make use of the DualSense. And I think yeah. we've been on record <clears throat> as, as saying that the DualSense is a... Uh, a great piece of kit, a great piece of tech. It's pretty wild. Part. It's pretty wild, yeah. Um, pretty wild. I've, yeah, you might have heard your favorite influencer <laughs> commenting on its wildness, ourselves included. Um, and as something I'm going to be saying a couple of times through this segment is like, I hope they make good use of that controller. One thing I know they're doing is uh, they're emulating the way Flood worked and the GameCube hit <laughs> Super Mario Sunshine in that there are weapons that have one sort of function if you pull the trigger and stop kind of halfway where there's a kind of a, 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 a there's a stop there yeah uh, and if you pull past that it does something else it's like an alternate fire i think that's going to be like so be fucking horrible to play with in a game like this oh tell us more about <laughs> it the only person who hasn't used a dual sense controller <laughs> <laughs> no just just thinking on it you'd be like, surprised i i think no you'd be surprised chris like the way that the resistance that you can get from those uh, those triggers. Yeah, you, 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 it sounds limit, like Chris, it wouldn't work, but it absolutely. When works. I loaded up AstroBot and it, and it was teaching me how adaptive triggers worked, yeah, I thought my controller was broken because I was like, well, I can't pull the trigger anymore. Like if I go <laughs> any further, I'm going to snap it. That's okay. what I thought. Okay, okay, maybe it, it's very it's very effective. Maybe, maybe I think I just think in the heat of battle you'll be like <laughs> maybe in, in maybe. one <laughs> in one mode. The, the confidence. Wow. Yeah, you heard it, yeah. All right, on the 26th, It Takes Two. Fucking, uh, <laughs> what's his, I never remember the dude's name. God, Joseph Faris. Joseph Faris. I like Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his uh, co-op game, It Takes Two, which it just dawns on me. I, I don't think I've actually seen any gameplay of it. I mean, I think I've read all the stuff about it, but I don't think I actually saw the trailer or... I wonder. It looks really it looks really cool. It looks like a very strange uh like anime world where two from what I've seen, I don't know the story, but it looks like two people get put into a crazy world where they almost like little anime characters or animated characters <coughs> and they're running around. It's almost like um little big planet-esque in some of its stylistic design. Yeah. Um it's it I I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it looks um genuinely uh exciting and interesting and some of the dialogue and the script yeah. writing and things one pretty cool one for the stream alex jones yes i've or i'm gonna um uh get my my lovely wife to play it with me and we can play maybe on stream it'll be good Ooh, yeah there you go all right fellas i know you guys are big monster hunter fans 26th is the date for you monster hunter rise on the switch gonna keep playing you- that demo every single day until it comes out <laughs> Yeah, Monster Hunter, okay. I don't know, man. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard it, you can ride your dog this time. Yeah, and you can lasso in midair and whatever. I don't know. It's I just never got into Monster Hunter because I always felt too bad for the things that you're hunting. Because like you break their, you got to like break their legs and snap their wings, and then they're kind of like hobbled about. And I'm, I'm not about that life. Yeah, don't no. worry, Jamie. I know you like to fucking destroy dogs, though. Like I know what you're. I was going to say hunting the monsters is the fun part of Monster Hunter. Like wailing away at something for fucking three hours and its tail <laughs> falls off. I think, oh, maybe I'm getting somewhere, but I have no idea because it doesn't have a health bar. 
That's that's the joy of Monster Hunter. Yeah. The thing I don't like about Monster Hunter is all the admin you have to do to play the fucking thing. <laughs> it takes about three hours before you're doing anything fun, four hours more if you want to do it with a friend, and six hours more till you finish the actual hunt. Okay, but hold on, because you you enjoyed playing Dauntless, which is Epic's take yeah, on Monster Yeah, because you know what Dauntless did? Do you know what Dauntless did? Yeah. It said, hey, hunting monsters is fun. A lot of the other bullshit kind of isn't. So what if we just made a game about hunting monsters? <laughs> yeah, where but, you literally drop in, yeah, the monster's like, there, you fight it, and look, it's like, kind of straightforward. I, I get it, but it's just one of those things. Like Monster Hunter World, I think for a lot of us, was the closest we ever came to sort of coming round on the Monster Hunter franchise because it was in some ways the most approachable yeah, uh, that the, the, in the series so far. But even that, I looked at it and I was just like, there's layers to this that I don't really want to delve into. And maybe that's just me being stubborn and maybe it's the same stubbornness that is like why the two games that we're not really able to comment on so far in this little thing we're doing <laughs> are Persona 5 related and Monster Hunter related. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's on us. Maybe we need to get over our Japanese yeah. phobia. Maybe but. maybe we're missing something. Uh, well, hey, you know what? People can let us know in the comments down below what we're missing on Monster Hunter. Con- convince us. Give us the uh, TLDR of why we should be playing Monster Hunter. So the one thing that always made me feel a bit off about Monster Hunter is, I swear, every I've only played it a little bit, but every time you play it, you approach the animal and it's usually asleep, like <laughs> laying there, just hanging out. And then you go up to it and go and start just stabbing it. Or yeah, doing whatever. You, you're the douchebag. You play the the the. You yes. Yeah. You are the douchebag. Whereas in a game like at least with uh, like Shadow of the Colossus, oh, you go. come across the giant <laughs> thing and then it tries to squish you. So then you're like, <laughs> no, what no, are you going to do? Business. Business. You've gone looking yes, for it. Yes, it does. You got on your horse. You and it tries to squish you. In the air, and you're like, there it is. That's the thing I'm going to go and kill. Charge. But when I get near to it, it tries to kill me. Yeah, so would a in bear. Monster Hunter. But in Monster Hunter, it doesn't. Yeah, Jones, if you went near a bear, it would try and kill you. But if you met someone who professionally killed bears for no reason, you'd think he was an arsehole. But in Monster Hunter, <laughs> I, every time, I swear that every time I've played it, they're basically just asleep until you start attacking them. Or they'd or they'd try and run away. Yeah. So would, Whereas, a bear would be asleep until you tried to attack it. If nah, it was wake actually up, asleep. It would, it would wake, up, wake up and <laughs> smack And face bears off. do run away from humans. But some bears also eat humans. Very few, oh, apparently. There we go. But... There is a difference. Fair there is. is a difference. Fair. I want to say in um, what was the one we were talking about a second ago that we played the little arena hunter monster hunter dauntless drag dauntless dauntless. In that they attack you as well. I'm pretty sure they attack you. Mm. Maybe they don't. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, in, but again in that it's a monster in its natural habitat that four people who have very clearly come there <laughs> for the express reason of chopping that monster up to bits are running around with swords, like setting off flares whenever they find it. But they're not there for a chat. Maybe you are vets and you are. Like, there do you to think the monsters are monster to like open one eye from their sleep and like, oh, that guy with a little cat next to him has got a nine foot sword. I wonder what he's here for. <laughs> he's there to cut his toenails yeah. because the monster has yeah. big toenails. That guy is that guy has literally spent the last fifteen minutes sharpening his sword because that's a mechanic <laughs> in this game. I wonder if he's here for a little chin wag. No, he's here to take your scales off and turn them into armor. Yeah. Wow. There we go. All right, guys. Well, the next TBD or TBA game coming out in March, Kenner Bridge of Spirits, which is a gorgeous looking game. PlayStation 5 exclusive, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. We need to see more of it, but like this struck a lot of really cool notes in terms of like really nice, simple art style, but very pretty uh, in terms of its fidelity. 
potential for some almost like Legend of Zelda style action adventure gameplay, but with obviously the kind of Lemmings Pikmin stuff on top of that. Uh, really hopeful for this. Really hopeful. Yeah. Well, I hate to burst your bubble because this is the first one that I'm going to say I think is going to be delayed. Possibly. I mean, this March release date that we put it down for, this came from the thing where Sony accidentally, or well, later they walked it back, <laughs> but they released a version of some trailers that I think it was CES yeah. that had in the small print uh, release dates or release ranges for a bunch of games, and this was one of them. They've since re-released that trailer without those ranges, which means either they're walking it back or they were estimates or they weren't meant to be public. Who knows? But yeah, I think knows? you're possibly right. Yeah, I think so. Uh and that brings us to the end of Q1. So we've got two yeah. more kind of bigger or more interesting names to talk about. We're talking about Roller Champions, which is Ubisoft's kind of rollerblade take on uh, Rocket League, which has been, I don't know, it's been such a strange journey for that game anyway. I don't think anyone yeah. really cares at this point. So whenever it comes out, it comes out. Uh, but Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart does not have a release date other than quote-unquote q1 yeah that one and it looks so good we need does. a release date it so does yeah i just want to get into that that rift system looks off the hook yeah and ratchet and clank games are just always fucking fun aren't they like it doesn't matter which yeah. one you're playing they're always fun i uh, do you think that uh, that'll be delayed seeing as it doesn't have like a firm release date i i hope not bro i think on the PlayStation side of things, I think yeah. looking at like a Q1 that's just Returnal would be a bit of a bummer. I'd love, I, I really hope that they were planning to have Ratchet as the kind of like the follow-up sort of first three to yeah. six months after console launch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Especially because it it's a showcase game for the dual sense, for the speed of the SSD. Yeah. For, for <clears throat> in a lot of different ways, Ratchet is a, is a showcase game. And I think we talked about before how you play something like um, Astro's Playroom and it makes you excited for Ratchet and Clank because you're like, wow, this is how transformative an experience just a simple action platformer can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it delivers on that. Yeah. I, I, I hope so for your guys' sake because, yeah, like I said, Ratchet and Clank games are great. I remember Chris, being... You can, you can come around for a sleepover. We can roast some marshmallows, play some Ratchet. It's all good. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit hopeful. Can I just say quickly, because it's because yeah. it's been listed as Q1. They haven't given it a specific date. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful that the reason they've done that is because they didn't want to say Jan or Feb, but they're like, let's get ourselves to the end of March and it'll be out. Do you know what I mean? So I'm hopeful. Maybe. I hope which so means too. we could see it. Which means we could see it in under two months. Or two months. That would yeah. be that would be wicked. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, I I will say that the demo that they showed off the trailer, whatever, that um, seemed to have gameplay footage. Am I right in saying it was like this is actual yeah. gameplay? That that seemed. I think you're right in saying that. That seemed pretty far along. So yeah, you'd hope so. Anyway, it's when they do a um a friggin. Uh, cyberpunk it turns out that that was not a real game it didn't really exist they just made it Mate, i i have bones like, to pick no. about that fucking thing because yeah how the fuck do you think most games are made <laughs> like like we have uh raising kratos the documentary about god of war which is one of the greatest games not just of the generation but of all time and they basically said oh yeah that first dem gameplay demo you saw yeah we just fucking cobbled that together we have no idea what we're doing <laughs> but it's but it's okay yeah. because hey guess what the game came out and it was fantastic and it was it's just it. part of the process and all of a sudden it's part of the process for a game that came out that came out like completely fucked and everyone's like oh well we're just gonna hate on this now 
just get over it. That's how it fucking. That's how I was. Surprised. That's how this shit works. No, but when they said that, yeah, but I I was surprised with uh, to the level of which it's like, oh, that's not a real game. That's just that's just botched up. I don't know because, because but, I mean they're obviously. I didn't mean to derail the conversation <laughs> by talking about cyberpunk. No, but because I, I get annoyed about this shit because obviously they had. Fine, they might not have had built it up to that point, but they clearly had a blueprint of saying, this is the type of thing that we want to see. And it's like, hey, if that's yes. what you're making anyway, then yeah, fucking cobble it together for a gameplay demo that you're going to show off at E3. Why not? That's what fucking E3 is for. And that's what companies do. It's bullshit to call it out yeah, on that. You, it's, it's unfair. You, you can't expect people to show exactly what they had available at the given time because it would you'd be nothing. Yeah, <laughs> be like, like fuck it up. Some buggy, glitchy mess for sure. Anyway, moving on to April the 1st in... What is most definitely not an April Fool's joke is the release of Outriders. So there you go. Yeah. Jamie, you've played Still, Outriders. I have. I played about four or five hours of that game uh, over a year ago now, as crazy as wow. that is. Over a year? Over a year ago. <laughs> so there's no way that that's getting delayed, you'd hope. Well, <laughs> you'd hope not. I think it's already been delayed a couple of times. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I, yeah, at some point they've just got to bite the bullet, bite the bullet, and put that game out. I, I obviously, I enjoyed what I played of it back the, back in 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 twenty twenty, and I'm hopeful they're able to deliver on a lot of the promise of that game. Yeah. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult sell in terms of the genre, the look, and the world. And I, I worry it might slip between the cracks for some people. Yeah. Just so, so it doesn't stand out enough. So remind me, it's it's is third person, isn't it? And it's almost like looter shooter, isn't it? Yeah, it's a third-person looter shooter in the vein of like a division or something like that. Yeah, um, made by People Can Fly, who uh, previously owned by Epic Games until they bought themselves out, worked on things like uh, Bulletstorm, which was that kind of over-the-top first-person shooter, yeah. and Gears of War Judgment. I think it was called the kind of spin-off that came out after three. So there's some pedigree there. They m- can make a good shooter. The fundamentals are all there. Uh, they've got the the trappings and the, the the foundations for an interesting world and an interesting story, but it's hard to know how they build on that. What they're going to struggle with, I think, as I said just then, is sort of identity. Yeah. And in a world where like <clears throat> making a game that looks like a sort of a sort of sci-fi fantasy take on the division, when games like Destiny are already out and established and so on and so forth, it's gonna it might it might be tough uh, yeah. for them to to find a niche and to find an audience. Yeah. Uh, I hope they can, but we'll see. You know, my oh, can I give you um? Go on. Can I give you a little up- update about uh, Outriders that I, we haven't talked about? I don't think. Please do. Which is the free playable demo, which they've announced to come out next month. Ooh, yes, nice. I think um, I think it's coming out on what the original release date was. Like they delayed it, but announced <laughs> that a demo would come out on the old release date. Fair enough. I think it's uh, from what I can see. I think the original release date was February second, but this the demo's out twenty fifth of Feb. So oh, my it's, bad. it's quite my a bad. long time after. Um, but they, so they basically said that because they know it's a new IP uh, and people wouldn't really probably want to get their hands on something oh, yeah. before they commit to a new IP. And so ahead of release on April the 1st, yeah. they'll be giving people a chance to play. On February 20, 25th, Dude, there'll be a free it, demo. It, it's, so there you go. It's so essential on a new IP, especially one with, with Outriders. Like if I think of with all the key art and the trailers that I've seen of Outriders, which to be fair, it's not really on my radar, so I don't pay that much attention to it, but... I couldn't tell you what any of the characters look like. Do you know what I mean? Like, you talk about an identity problem. Yeah. It's like, it. it's just, oh, it's a generic space thing in a dusty planet. I think like, it looks quite Destiny, doesn't it, Jamie? Isn't that, am I thinking um, right about the trailer? 
I, for some reason, it doesn't register as Destiny to me. Like, Destiny okay. is almost like a far cleaner, almost, sci-fi mm. world. There's something almost, like, Mad Maxi about some elements of yeah. Outriders' future. Um, uh, and, it, and and some of its uh, enemy design and some of its weapon design and stuff like that is almost a little bit more, like, grungy in my mind than yeah. a, than a destiny. But you you came um, you came away quite positive with the time that you played with it. I remember. Well, yeah, I, I came I came away positive, but then also like I was playing, you know, uh I, I was I, it was a co-op kind of session. You know, I was playing with people that, that that I knew by that point that I'd been speaking to for a little while and sort of like anyone when they're sat down in a room with people they like and told to play a co-op looter shooter for four or five hours and given free red bull while they're doing it <laughs> um like you're gonna have an okay time like yeah that's yeah. just the way that preview events sometimes yeah. go um and that i i don't know i will one thing i will say is that they've they've clearly t- as as evidenced by the fact that i played this game for like five or six hours and not even like sort of short amounts of the game like what's felt like fairly large chunks of the game complete with you know full-on the cutscenes were already done. The voice acting was already done. Yeah, uh, three of the four classes were done and had all their skill trees laid out. Like this is a game that they've been working on for a while. There is an opportunity for us to loop back around to a conversation we we're having a few months ago, where Jonesy and I famously argued about Marvel's Avengers <laughs> and the opportunity for looter shooters or whatever you want to call them to learn from the mistakes that mm. games like Diablo 3 and Destiny and The Division had to learn from over the course of their releases, and in some cases even sequels and paid expansions, for uh, Outriders to learn those lessons from the off. In terms of uh, a volume of loot and loot variety and uh, how often and how regularly you are given loot in terms of the end game, they've already I've already seen... You know, last year they're experimenting with stuff from Diablo, like world levels and world tiers and stuff like that. That sometimes Destiny and Divisions either didn't get around to, or or, or thought of other ways around. Yeah, there's potential here for them to create something that has a really positive word of mouth because they made a good looter shooter, and everyone wants one of those in their lives. Even though they're a bit yeah. of a disease, they're a cancer <laughs> that you know invades your body and, and takes over every uh, every element of your life. Wow. But we'll see. There you go. Yeah. All right, fellas, moving on to May 21st, Deathloop, finally coming out. Again, that's been delayed already. Um, this one is cool. I really like the look of it. Obviously, Arcane is a dev with a, a great fucking pedigree. It's Arcane Leon for this one, isn't it? Yes, it's the French yeah. boys. Yeah, the French boyos. And it, it looks cool. And while I'm excited about it, I don't necessarily know if... Like, up to this point, there's... There hasn't been any must buys for me, as it were. Deathloop is maybe mm. the closest that we're getting to it, but I think, I think I'd need to wait to see what the reviews are like in terms of its complexity. Because my my worry with it is that there's just too many fucking moving parts, and you either get lost in it or you just get completely absorbed in it. I think it can go either way. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm kind of torn with Deathloop. It's a really cool concept and I, yeah. I want to play that game and I want to have a go, but I think I've got the same issue you have in that I don't know 
I'm, 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 my question is about longevity with it and how much I want to stick with it. It almost in a weird way reminds me of like Hitman or something like that, like we were talking about yeah. earlier, because you're going to be replaying the same place again and again, and you're going to be trying out new stuff. And I already know that I fall off hard on Hitman because it's like, you can, you can do it your way. It's almost like a sandbox yeah. and you can get involved. And I'm like, your concept sounds cool. The mechanics sound <laughs> cool. I like I like the idea and 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 what, how everything comes to, but it's how everything comes together. Yeah, um, yeah. And for, how you for me, feel it's like, it. hey, remember all of these people's routines, so you can try and fucking take them down, and then add to the mix. Yes. Add to the mix. Oh yeah, by the way, there's a fucking assassin hunting you as well. That's fucking gonna be completely erratic, and you're never gonna know what's happening. And it's just like, oh my god, it, it, it's like the fucking thing with the dog on a fucking unicycle spinning the plates. It's got a party <laughs> hat on, and it's like, uh, do, do I really want to feel like that when I'm playing a game? I don't know. Maybe. See, I, I almost, I, I'm my opinion of the p- person hunting you, which is another human player. That for me is weird because I'm on part, on, on one part, I'm like they need that to inject the um, some mystery and some excitement to every game. But on the other part, if that kind of ruins your thread of learning how everyone moves, learning where to go, learning what to do, it might make the game a bit odd. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm keen to play it. I'm keen to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see more on it, and then I'll make a decision. But yeah, mm. uh, but yeah, June. 22nd boys this is maybe the one that i am very most excited for so far which is back for blood which we played a little yeah. bit of a the demo when it got really the no it was a closed alpha open alpha yeah. closed whatever the fucking it was uh, it was a good time that's what it was it, yeah it was it was a hell of a good time we played it um i don't think we streamed it did we but we played it you I me mean, uh, it was us three and steph us three and steph, and steph. That was a fucking good time. And and that's having played it is probably the reason why I'm so excited about it. I've never really been a big Left 4 Dead kind of guy. I know Jonesy doesn't like Left 4 Dead at all. Uh, I'm I'm okay with Left 4 Dead, but I never got into it. But playing with you fellas and thinking the potential for streams or even just fucking weekend nights, I'm I'm really look as long as you guys are looking forward to it, because I'm not gonna be the only one that's gonna be fucking buying it, right? No, there's, no, there's, I, a, there's I, a four in the title for a reason, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that so many games come and go where we look at them and go like, wow, if we all four of us or any number of us or even people in the community, if enough of us bought it to get solid co-op sessions going, that'd be so much fun. Um, yeah. And it always is. It's just the difference is this was one where we actually managed to get ourselves together and play this yeah. when the alpha was uh, live. Well, but and I think, it, I think hey, more than that, though. It was a good time. Yeah, I think more than that, though, the mechanics of the game I actually really enjoyed, where you got these card pickups and the cards determined different perks. The, the cards or were interesting. Starting yeah. weapons or whatever. And um, I'm interested to see where they take those kind of concepts, seeing as we were playing an alpha and how, how like, where it goes. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah there's potential That's- for something interesting there. I, do you know what I'm going to go? I didn't like that. I didn't like the cards. You didn't like I didn't the cards? like that system. Of, uh, no. Jonesy, if you liked Back for Blood and weren't sure about the cards, then you like Left for Dead. I hate to break it to you, but you <laughs> like Left for Dead. I was going to, I didn't say I liked Back for Blood. Oh, wow. okay. There, wow. we there we go. Take it all back. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, at the moment, if you asked me if I wanted to play more of that, I'd probably, from what I've played, I'd probably say not really. Like, I could see it was it was fun and there were some fun elements to it. I don't think the card thing added anything. And I think the main like the main thrust of what you were doing in the game was fine, but I don't know. I came away from it just feeling a little bit ambivalent. Like it didn't really grab me. But then I kind of knew it felt better than Left 4 Dead did. I'll say that. I will say Fair that. Enough. Um I, I can guarantee me, you like, though, as soon as uh 
<laughs> on the WhatsApp uh, message uh, group. We'll be like, okay, we're going to play some Back for Blood. And then <laughs> Jonesy's going to, we will say that that night we were going to be playing it. And Jonesy, just out of nowhere, is be like, yeah, I've downloaded it. I'm ready. Whatever you guys are, let's do it. Let's go. I, do you know, <laughs> Jamie's right. I will, if you, if you three on playing it, then I'd, it's a good time if you sit down with four people that you like and you can play a game and you can enjoy it. I think the game is less important. Um, it'd be, I'd rather do that than sit on my own and play something that I'm, I think of as a better game, but I would rather play it with other people. Yeah. There's just some weird decisions with games like this for me. Like the card thing, I think, is adding in an air of, um, again, like uh, you don't really know what you're going to get. You don't know what pickup you're going to get. Like you pick the cards, but then it's down to chance which cards you actually get. And you can obviously make a team and, and work together. We were talking about this before. I prefer games like this where you have more uh, specialized roles. Yeah. And this wasn't that, was it? It was just like you pick up a shotgun, well, you pick up a pistol, you pick up a no, it, it, it it is, but it just takes a little bit more thought because instead of just a, a pre-made thing, all the options are available to you in a way with your cards and you almost have right. to define your role with the cards that you've got, but then also stacked up against the cards that your teammates have. No, because, because the, the first, the you, first run, you take a punt on. yeah, because the first run that we had, we didn't understand the cards at all, and we we're all running around yeah. basically as the same class, and it's, and we were having, we we're like, ah, yeah. oh, this doesn't feel that great. As soon as we egged on what we needed to do, that game became five five times more enjoyable. It was better when you when um, you play it more understanding that system because i yeah when i first went in i had no idea what the card thing was i was like what are these cards doing what when do i get them and then when we went into those menus like oh i pick this and then i get a random one like and it was quite an interesting system but for me how it actually turned out i don't know left me a bit like meh all right well fair enough look we we got i like more control chris more control well then you should play control and play the mission called uh take control (laughs) Just the ashtray maze. There you go. All right. Anyway, uh, Q2. Uh, Christ. <laughs> talk about uh, a strained kind of fucking thing. Q2, uh, unidentified as a release date, is Far Cry 6. Uh, and we say Q2, who the fuck knows with Ubisoft and their release schedules and shit? Because I don't even think Eve himself knows. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason why we're hopeful it's probably still Q2 is that it was briefly going to come out as soon as February, which seemed kind of mad at this point. Like, it, imagine if a numbered Far Cry game was out next month on next-gen consoles. Um, it wouldn't feel right. So, yeah. uh, But then I still hope that we see this game inside the first half of the year. I'd like to see more of it before then, though. I'd like them <laughs> to do one of those Ubisoft Directs or whatever they're fucking called. Yeah. And, I, I'd like I, to I see don't know some why we haven't seen Jamie. gameplay of this game. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see some of it. That'd yeah, be nice. Exactly. But I, <laughs> but I also kind of feel that like, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. matter when it comes to Far Cry games. For, it, for it, a does lot of yes, it, does. The, it does when you have the relationship with Far Cry. Well, yeah, some people, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But I, I need to see something from Far Cry now. Like as the person who... I know like 3, 4, and 5, they've all got their, their fans for different reasons, but as a person who not just played 3, 4, and 5, but also played Primal and also played <laughs> New Dawn and all that stuff and like finished New Dawn just not, not even two years ago, yeah. like I need to see something new from this franchise. I can't just play another one of those. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, uh, another one coming out in Q2, apparently, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. 
Da, da, da. Yeah. Didn't that get a, get a leaked release date at, uh, recently? Very possibly. Um, I think I, when I was looking this up, I put it in the loose Q2 section. I think I saw somewhere uh, like framing it as June. I might be wrong. But um, this is another one I would like to see and would almost expect to see in the first half of the year, especially given that there were rumors around the time that it was being leaked, yeah. its existence was being leaked, that it was going to come out late last year at some point. Yeah, so there, um, there are... Not for the issues with Mass Effect 1. There are... There's the pre-orders on our live uh, and slated to release this spring and could, a, spring, could, a, could arrive as early as March 12th, if you could believe that. Well, yeah. Call it Q1 slash Q2 then. How about that? Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I'm, anyway, I, yeah. I... I, I I want this game. I just don't know how much of them I'm actually going to go back and play. Yeah. Is it going to be one of those yeah. uh, reflex buys for you? Where you're like, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Of course. I'll yes. buy it. He's, and then he's, you, and it'll just it's sit. unquestionably a reflex buy. Wow. Interesting. I think the, the thing, do you know what it has going for it? Yeah. Is the fact that I think it's telling that in this conversation, we talked about one game for April, one game for May, <laughs> one game for June. Oh, don't and worry, we have buddy. No other. Games with release dates now for further months. Like, yeah, this year is gonna suck for a little while. Big time, big time. Yeah, it will do. Yeah. I mean, look, look what I've said. Will it, or will it let us clear our backlogs? Well, well and, uh, and that, get ready. That in itself is maybe a good thing. Um, but yeah, moving on. October. So the only game, <laughs> fucking hell, the only game with a kind of confirmed-ish release window. Fucking such a weird thing to say is Ghostwire Tokyo in October, a game that I am very excited about because I think that uh, it could be a hell of a good time. Looks, <sighs> it, looks, it looks very cool. looks phenomenal. Um, and uh, I, 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 would, I would like to think that by October we're all immunized, you know, we're all going to get our autism from the shots, that's all fine, and we can sit next to each other and we can fucking play this game all together, sat on the couch. I mean, I know it's not like co-op or whatever, but boom. There we go. I love, I love that. That's the game that we all want to play together. Is Ghostwire Tokyo? I think that's a perfect game for us. Like close proximity for us to play together. Like Back for Blood know. is obviously the bigger one, but that's like sitting enough. I guess I'm going to have to be the loser then. That says you guys say you're very Chris. You say you're very excited for this. Yeah, I'd say excited, but not very. Like it's fair. That, the, the, the the gameplay they showed the last time we saw this game uh, looked intriguing and bizarre. <laughs> but not something I <clears throat> was really that interested. I don't know, like the idea of like going around the streets of Tokyo making finger guns and shooting <laughs> girls in raincoats, uh, like sounds interesting. But quality, I, I no. I, I again, I need, I need to see a lot more. Do you know what it reminded me of in terms of its sort of almost how abstract it looked and yeah. how hard to tell it was going to be as a game? Do you remember Killer Seven? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, like, it's a pseudo game. Yeah. Every time I looked at Killer 7, I was like, I love the style of this, but what is this game? <laughs> and I, for some reason, I get a similar thing of Ghostwire Tokyo. Like, how linear is this? Like, what are you doing? Are you just like, it almost look, it almost borderline looks on rails in the gameplay sequence they showed off. Um, yeah, I mean, and you'd, I think you'd what like they to need to do is show an un- though, unedited yeah. one. Yeah. They yeah. need to show an unedited think- sequence. I think it looks it looks really nice, but it's it's not something I'm going to play again just because it had some of those like freaky 
freaky elements to it and i'm like i don't want to play that that's why that's why i want to play with you got you fellas on the couch and be like that's what you said on the couch i'm "I'm there i'm there i'm yeah exactly chicken wings beforehand hell yeah get a couple of beers in sit down and watch chris play some ghostwire tokyo i'll play the ghostwire tokyo i'll wear a raincoat like those freaky little japanese girls (laughs) because what's going to happen is jamie's going to get so scared he's going to fucking vom all of his uh chicken wings all over me he's like "Ah, (laughs) But it's not supposed to be out and out scary, though, is it? It's just supposed to be like, nah. like a bit mm. ed- like edgy. I don't know. I, I, I think I think we could have the propensity to be so. Yeah, well, absolutely. Maybe. I think it could. Like, I mean, fuck it. What's his name? Kimura. Yeah. He's he's all. He's like. No, is evil, it? Evil I don't within. know. Who. It is Kenji, yes. Kenji Kimura. Yeah, Evil Within and uh, and Resident Evil before that. So like, there's it, there's there's. There's horror lineage. It's called Pedigree. I'll have you know. No, Mikami's the guy I'm thinking of. Shinji Mikami. Uh, um, he was the Evil Within guy and the the uh, Resident Evil guy who I, is involved in this in some respects. I guess he's not the director. Yeah. Uh, but he's involved in... He's still part of Tango Gameworks. Um, I think it'll be cool. And I can't wait to play it with you guys in the flesh. Ghostwire Tokyo coming soon. All right, nice. fellas. But so that that's it for like known known ish quantities. Because then uh, Q three and Q four both have vague kind of hey at some point Halo Infinite and Horizon Forbidden West is going to come out in Q three or Q four. Now there are more. Obviously, with you know you haven't heard us talk about God of War, but those are completely they they've just been like hey twenty twenty one sometime, you know. But Halo Infinite, hopefully they can fucking sort out whatever issues they've been having and hopefully that's a fucking baller game because it'll be free on games pass so that'll be fun and horizon yep. forbidden west is something that i know that both of you are very much looking forward to hell yeah yeah big time two big uh games for their um, for their consoles for, the, the, for their consoles uh one obviously significantly more exciting to me than the other but i'm hopeful for both yeah uh, and you know i i i think these are two games that I can't see being delayed any further. I think these are going to be the two big sort of marquee tentpole games for each platform as we enter that Q3, Q4 region. There's yeah. a load of other games that I think could easily miss 2021, but I think these two almost have to stick. Well, I, we we don't know that much about Horizon Forbidden, or have seen that much of Horizon Forbidden West to definitively say, but you'd, you'd like to think that I, they've been working on it for a decent chunk of time. Well, I think it's also just about like planning and the stru- and like release structure. Like you said, there are unknown quantities in the likes of like Ratchet, like Ratchet and Clank will come out at some point, but yeah. I don't know. I just think that put it this way, they announced for Horizon Forbidden West and God of War uh, the, the, as the sequel to God of War yeah. as games with the date 2021 on them. Both of them, yeah. One of one of them <laughs> was like a well, highly high, like a well rendered, you know, trailer, whatever you want to call it, a CG trailer. Yeah. Um, the other was a logo. <laughs> the the other was a, the other was a circle. Yeah. You know? Like, and they're both twenty twenty one games. Like Horizon surely is the one that has to come out this year. You'd you'd think so. Jonesy, right. I think you're muted, buddy. Oh, sorry. Uh, God of War is getting pushed. I said, "There's no way it's coming out." Well, I, yeah. I tend no way. I tend to agree with you, but then again, we don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just as far along as uh, Horizon, but they just wanted to hold their cards to their chest because they're like, "We've already shown off so much. Like, we need to keep some stuff to show off at the middle of the year to be released at the end of the year." 
You never know. But now yeah. we're getting into the unknown section where, like I said, it's, 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 there's a vagueness to it that's saying like 2021 or maybe not. Who knows? All right. So we've got 12 minutes, which was that top down um, kind of 12 minute loop gameplay where, I don't know, you, you murder your wife or some shit like that. All star cast. Yeah. Pretty good. You guys are going to crash into the sun again. Aren't you? Oh, great. Yeah, in the time loop games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. A little Outer Wilds joke there from yeah. James. Don't know what we're doing. Or about Crash the 12 the people that watched that uh, ATG live stream of that game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we're all pretty okay in saying, like, that could be a cool little game. That could be a cool little game. That could be a cool little game. That'd be so contrary, Jonesy. Should probably put it on the Switch then. <laughs> yeah, probably. That'd be a great game on the Switch. Anyway, Chivalry 2, a game that I know both of you probably don't give any shit about, but I think it could be quite fun, judging by the amount of fun that I had in Mordhau. So, you never know. It could also be a bit of a Twitch darling. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, there's a game on here that I don't know what it is. Chorus. What is Chorus? That's the uh, I th- that's the kind of sci-fi, almost like Star Fox-like game. Um, it's like a, I don't know. How would you describe that genre? What genre is Star Fox? I was gonna, I was about to call it like a space flying game. Like well, what is it? Well, like it's a Star Fox is on space rails, right? fighter. Space fighter. Space, space fighter. fighter like yeah, that. it's almost like a dog fighting kind of yeah. like. A, yeah. I don't know. That one. There were a bunch of ga- there were a bunch of games that like it's the one that stylized where the U is stylized as a V, which caused Jonesy to call it Corvus for a Corv- while. <laughs> they, you can't stylize a U as a V and be surprised when people use it a V to Fair call enough. it Corvus. I don't yeah. know. This was a it was a game that like barely made this list as we we're fleshing it. Like there were a bunch of games that were on the cusp of like, <clears throat> do you mention this game or not? But, yeah. Like, well, we I think did, maybe you failed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, next time you can put together the list, right? It was my fault. I said I thought we should include it because I know a lot of people said that, that it looked really nice and they were they were keen on it. But that's but only because you, you forgot that there was I wasn't going to throw Jonesy out of the bus. I wasn't going <laughs> to do mate. it. But, I, um... I appreciate it. Right, anyway. Hopefully in the comments, you can all let us know that you're really looking forward to Chorus and that Chris is completely in the wrong and you're glad that we mentioned it. Mate, yeah, by all means. Uh, but going from a game that I have nothing to know about to a game that I am very excited for crossfire x specifically i guess the um single player component by uh Reese, uh, no remedy remedy yeah which hopefully is good remedy hopefully, making a first the, person shooter campaign yeah the trailer looked really good for for what it's worth uh but man how tired am i of saying the trailer looked good and getting amped on a game and then it coming up <laughs> yeah. and it's just that's all the section segment can really be is the tra- uh, this is the trailer looked good segment. Yeah. Uh yeah, the podcast. I I think that has I don't know. I think there's a lot of possibility with Crossfire X to be like one of those brand new well brand new for us, right? I mean it's a like on fire in China and what have you. But yes, a, exactly. a brand new kind of IP introduced to the west where you know, it could be fucking as big as COD. Who knows? It could be. I genuinely think could it could be. be. But anyway, uh, Dying, Dying, Dying Light 2, uh, a game that you're, you're looking forward to, Jonesy, and a game that uh, the only stuff we've ever seen on it is about a fucking waterhole. And and uh, what do you do with this water Oi, pump? 
It's very important to figure out how you're going to get the water to the people and whether or not you uh, help out the guys who are looking after the water or you kill them. And there are many different ways. Apparently, there's many, many different ways to go about that one mission. So many so that that's all we've ever heard about Dino. But I will tell you now that Um, this game is not coming out in 2021. Yeah, this doesn't seem like a a 2021 game. For anyone who's not been following all the um, the glorious, well, le- or less than glorious production of um, Dying Light 2, it effectively seems that, if I had to guess, I would say that their branching story campaign kind of world where all decisions ha- have massive effects has caused their massive problems <laughs> in the production. Um, and so, uh, yeah, delay upon delay. I'm, we'll be lucky if we see it this side of and, uh, some some high-profile departures from the, the devs as well, no? Yeah. Anyway, we'll, I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah, who, there, there who left? That's got, uh, there that's was got... someone else. Someone else left it. because it was like Chris Avalone was the one that left as a result oh, of like right. me yeah. too. But someone else has left since then. Like someone fairly important. Yeah, I can't remember what their role know. was, but it made but headlines. That's, that's got that's got twenty twenty four written all over it. Anyway, <laughs> another game that's it's got, got tw- vaporware written all over it. <laughs> yeah, another twenty twenty four game written all over it is Elden Ring. The uh, fucking. Oh yeah! Speaking of games that don't exist, <laughs> we saw um, one trailer, and every single time there's any kind of a, a direct or announcement or showcase, and everyone's like, "Oh, gotta wait for that oh, Elden man. Ring." And then I feel so sorry some of these for Elden just, Ring fans. some of these games are like you know when you decide you're going to go for a run. And you feel really good about yourself yeah. because you've decided to go for a run. But you never actually go for a run. In some respects in the games industry, they can go like, we're going to do it, guys. We're going to announce that we're making this game. And like, well, we haven't made it yet. Yeah, yeah. But we intend to make this game. And you never know if it's ever coming I, out. I was, if they're I was thinking really about, making it. Yeah. If they're just planning to make it. Like, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, it's, it's so bizarre to me. Like, you think about the movie industry, okay? And they go out. They find they could announce that they are going to film a specific movie, okay, and give you info on it, who's starring in it, what the synopsis could be, etc. And then it's almost like quiet. There might be some like leaks in terms of like, hey, here's a set photo or whatever. But they make the film, they finish filming it, then they're like, we finished filming it and now it's in post-production. They do the post-production and then they make a trailer. The trailer comes out and the film comes out. Like it's a pretty fucking A, B, C, D kind of effect, right? But gaming has got... How has gaming got it so fucking wrong? Uh, I, I was thinking about this specifically with regards to Cyberpunk after watching the, the excellent Crobcat video. But yeah, it's almost like, why go to all the effort of putting up a trailer of a game to get that hype going, but you don't actually have a game yet? You know, so, I want like, to say, it, wasn't it the Jason Schreier article that, that basically said that that they didn't start making that game properly until 2016? No, yeah. but I think that's that's a bit so, of a I think that's a bit of a oversimplification because I'm sure because they announced that like what, in the like, sense of like you're in, saying in 2012, you're talking about movie. Yeah, but you're talking about how the movies do it. Movies that seem to be quite good at, like you said, saying they're making it, then getting on with it and making it, and then releasing a trailer when the when the movie's been had a lot of stuff done to it that's going to be in the final yeah, I, movie. I guess, Whereas I, it does seem games go, we're going to think about this for five years, even though we've already announced <laughs> it. Well, not all games, but yeah, I yeah. get what you're saying. I, I guess maybe to clarify my position on it is the the different approach to marketing that, say, Hollywood has compared to what gaming has. Whereas gaming's marketing is like, as, as soon as you fucking announce a game, let's start fucking churning 
the marketing wheel and get people excited and then you know let's let's plot out leaks yeah, and but- points and this that, that. it's just a, i'm not i'm not saying like it's wrong or anything i just find it fascinating how completely different it is Oh, sure. Yeah, in that sense, I guess it's kind of interesting. You know, especially um, when so many high-profile games have almost been shooting themselves in the foot in that regard. There's also, like, a difference in the industries where, like, the games industry is far more interested in the possibility of getting consumers to commit to products before they're out than the movie yeah, industry is. True, true, like true. The movie industry seems far more comfortable having a movie come out and be in on release and be reviewed before you say, yeah, I'm going to go and watch that this weekend. The games industry wants you to commit to a purchase years before a product is even real. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Imagine if they got you to pre-order movies like months and months before and some they people ever do release. Do that. Yeah. Like, that is a I remember that, like, Lord of the Rings. Became tracked. Yeah. Each Lord of the Rings, because they came out in December, like in concurrent years, right? And it was always like, fuck, whenever it was like September, October, November, it's like, Get your tickets now because it's a fucking. I think that's phenomenon. a little. That's. I think it's a little different because though that's like kind of a special situation. Whereas yeah. the games yeah. industry, every game has. It seems like every game nowadays has pre-order. Pre-order bonus. And if every film that was coming out was like pre-order your yeah. tickets or pre-order your disc, it's like I don't even know. Like imagine pre-ordering like a Blu-ray of a of a movie before the movie's even come to the cinema. So you hadn't <laughs> seen it. It's, that's kind of how it feels to me in a in some way yeah, in the yeah. games industry is. But hey, which I is fall for which it. is weird which is weirder because like video like like video games are a bigger money commitment and a bigger time commitment. Like it's yeah. far more of a risk doing it with a game <laughs> yeah. than it would be a, with a movie. And yet we're but more with, ready like, to again, do it. Well well it's because like the, I'm sure the movie industry would love to be able to pre like to sell through 8 million copies of a DVD <laughs> or a Blu-ray before people even know if it's any good or not, which is what <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk did. But, like, video game fans are, like, uniquely brainwashable. And yeah. like, we've proved ourselves to be that, and that's what, like, companies have driven their marketing towards. Because yeah. why wouldn't you take advantage of the fact that we're fucking morons? Case in point, everyone excited about Elden Ring, a game that does not exist. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it will uh, it will exist eventually. Obviously, like yeah. it, it feels like it's only a matter of time before that game is back, and you know, yeah, you see more of it. It's I'm, just a shame that I'm going to yeah. tread on the uh, optimistic path on this one and say that I think it will come out this year. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think it will come out Elden this year, Ring. but I think we'll be ready for it by the end of this year. Yeah. I just don't think it'll come out. We think Elden that. Ring will be out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I reckon it'll be out 20, 2025. 2025, wow. I think 2022. <laughs> 2022. Decent, okay. One uh, year. And uh, a game that we've almost unanimous, unanimously kind of decided that it will come out next year rather than this year is the God of War sequel, purely owing to the fact that all we've yeah. seen, as we said, is a fucking logo. But like I said, maybe they're just holding their cards close to their chest because they want to stagger some releases. Who knows? God, that would be so cool. That would be so good if it came out this year. It'd be so. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I I admire the ambition. I admire the ballsiness (laughs) of putting 2021 on that trailer. Didn't I? Didn't even see that trailer coming, let alone that date. I know, dude, Uh, because you lost a bet to me. Yeah, (laughs) I lost a bet to you. It feels like a a a game that's primed to miss that release window, but love to be proved wrong. Love to be proved wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think of any of the games that we've spoken about. That is far and away something that I am the most looking forward to. Like the gap between that and 
the next best thing that I was looking forward to, whether it's Ghostwire Tokyo or Back for Blood, that fucking different continents. But anyway, mm. fellas, Gotham Knights, what you what you saying? Man, man. I think this gets pushed. I don't think this comes out this year. But then I don't think Warner Brothers have anything major coming out then, right? I, uh, do, do you know why I think this cam- comes out this year? Yeah. Because Suicide Squad's already coming out next year. Like they've already delivered like oh, yeah. done the one two. Like I don't I think if they fuck it up and make it a two two, <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, they're almost cannibalizing their own audience. Yeah. I, th- I think they'd love to put it out this year. It just seems like one of those titles which is not going to be finished. Like it it seems from from like what we learned about it, it does seem like there could be a lot to this game and maybe a lot of things to try and get right. Yeah, maybe. I mean and I think that's I think that's often what what pushes yeah. games further down the line is you have a good idea and the idea might work in some respects, but when you come to the actuality of playing it, and we, you know, we talk don't talk about Cyberpunk too much, but the, um, talk about how games are made and the fact that uh, I think it was a dev recently who posted on Reddit who was saying that look, most games you can't really play them and experience them until right toward the end of the development yeah, cycle, yeah. and so if they get to a point <clears throat> with a game like this and go, actually, do you know what we need to? We need to do a lot to this to fix it. And I want to say that this 2021 is the year not to mess up on a game because people will be like, haven't you learned? Haven't you learned anything? <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think you could say time. that about any of the past four years. Uh, that's I, true. That's very true. I, I, no, I do kind of agree with what Josie's saying, though. I, I think there's a possibility that the extent of the cyberpunk fallout makes people uniquely scared, maybe more so than ever before, about the possibility of a botched launch. Maybe. Maybe, or maybe we'll they see. say, hey, you know what, they, just, they had a super botched launch, but they still sold fucking 12 yeah. million copies, like, fucking let's go. I think I think either way, Gotham Knights, for me, is a game that does get affected by that. Gotham Knights seems like a nailed-on October-November launch, like, full-game, cross-platform extravaganza. So you're saying um, this year? I think this year. Yeah, I think this year, too. And Jonesy, you're saying next year, potentially. Uh, I think next year. I could see it coming out early next year and then um, Suicide Squad coming yeah. out later in the year because yeah. still have a decent amount of break between right. the two. But no, I, I don't think it'll be out What year. about Gran Turismo 7, fellas? Hmm? I think that's this year. Yeah, I think so. so it was I, meant to be a launch title. Yeah. I think some people were speculating. It wasn't anything official, but yeah. I, I think it's, When you're up to number seven, how can like it's got to be quite easy to produce. I, I think... <laughs> so like, no. I, to be honest, I think that's when it gets harder, dude. When you've got to work that extra... Maybe. Extra, especially on a brand new console. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, Hellblade I mean, they 2. Did, they did, they did. Yeah, go on, Jay. I was going to say they went the whole PS4 without being able to make a numbered one. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they're not as on top of it as we think they are. Yeah, fucking GT Sport. There you go. Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. I think that's going to come out this year. And I think it's going to be a good thing for Xbox and Games Pass. Agreed. And, uh, I hope it's well received. No More Heroes 3. Uh, I think it's been delayed already, so I would probably... Into 2022. Has it been related into, delayed into 2022? I don't I don't know. I'm asking you. You'd know better than me. Uh, no, I think it's... I think it's... It's just been pushed rather than into delayed into another year. Um, right. I think this year. I, th- I don't see why I not. I think this year as I well. Uh, a game I'm looking forward to. Psychonauts 2 as well. A game I'm very much looking forward to. And I do believe that that'll come out this year. I think... Um, Tim Schafer did say that he had finished the story of it, etc. So, like that game it, has to come out. It's got to, dude. I'm gonna say no. Oh, oh. no to Psychonauts two. You are a mad yeah. man. I think Psychonauts two is gonna be next year. Wow. Um, I look forward. Wow. I look forward to proving you wrong on that one. 
Resident Evil Village. I'm not going to mention anything about this because um, <laughs> people will know by the time they listen to this. Yeah, let's have a let's say it as though we know. Right? When is it coming out? Give us a release it's date. Coming, well, it's coming out this year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but give us a release. Like I reckon we can nail a release date. I think a release date comes tonight. I'm going recording. to say September. And I'm going to say as well, oh. a little bit of a, you know, gazing into my crystal balls, that Resident Evil 4 remake is going to be coming out in March as a surprise release. I'm going to go ahead and say that mm. 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 Resident Evil Village, I'm trying to get my smart hat on, and I know Japanese companies love to do early in the year they releases. Do. They do, especially Resident Evil. So is it, is it? So have I got time. it maybe the other way around? Is it maybe Resident Evil Village is going to release first, and then they're going to be like, one more thing, in September, you're going to be playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, so here's the thing. Mm. Get ready for this. Uh, I think September-ish is a solid bet for Resident Evil Village. I'm with you on that. Boom. Nailed I think it. Resident Evil 4 Remake doesn't even get mentioned on the Night Tonight's live stream and it doesn't officially exist until far later in the year and it's like a deep 2022 release. Do you want, do you want to put I, it, I, 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 You want to put some money know. on it? Oh, oh God. Are you sure? Yeah, let, let's yeah? put money on Five it. Five pounds, yeah? Yeah. Okay, but on, on, wait, on, on, the, fa- the, on the fact you, that say it's... the wording. Okay. My wording is going to be that it will be announced in, in the showcase that's going to be tonight. Okay. See that I love bets like that. It's a win-win for me. It's either I'm five pounds richer or Resident Evil Four Remake is like a, a, a tangible thing. thing. All right, so, uh, that, so yeah, I'll, I'll take that yeah? bet. I'll take that so you're sure. so you are saying it's not going to be at the showcase tonight. I am saying it is, yeah. and I look forward to taking I've got, your I've money. Got, I've just got a funny feeling that I don't know. I I I I just I've got a strange feeling that I can't see for some reason in my head. I can't see Capcom making and advertising two Resident Evil games at the same time. Maybe. Okay, let, let, let's just uh, add in a little caveat, though, because it might have it might have tripped you up last time. Does a logo reveal count? Because obviously, yeah, I'll, I'll give yeah. you the benefit of the doubt. I, okay. I think if there's any leeway, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if there's any kind of something okay. in between. Just because, like, again, I, I'd I'd loved for them to make Resident Evil Four remake real tonight. I just um. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I'm pessimistic about it. I don't know why. I can't. It's just a, it's a je ne sais quoi. Yeah, a French. I think a, it'll be. A I French think it'll be in there tonight. I'm gonna go with Chris. I think. It, I think they'll oh, announce yeah, it. Yes, enough, Jonesy. Enough. Yes, Jonesy. I also. I think it'll probably drop in maybe April ish time. Yeah. Wow. There's yeah. A, a, yeah. a lot of optimism between you two for not just the, a Resident Evil Four reveal, but also an imminent release. I love it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and then when it comes to Village, I'm going to say, yeah, why not September? September sounds good to Ooh. me. Village will be um, September. September 23rd. Oh, give slapping a date it on here it. first, folks. Wow, okay. I would uh, say put it in your diary, but you already know <laughs> if we're wrong. Uh, right, another game that's uh, been delayed, Riders Republic, which is that weird uh, extreme sports MMO, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, because it's like you can play everything in almost the same yeah. world, right? So you can snowboard down a hill and then there are guys BMXing alongside you which, and hang gliders overhead. Which and, looks kind of fun, but uh, I don't really care that much about where, when it comes out. So there no. You know. This feels it's in an awkward yeah. situation where like it's 
theoretically new and interesting based on our proximity to its announcement. Yeah. But it already feels like it's in the same place as Roller Champions, which is just like, just put it out. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, exactly. No one's weird- it, it doesn't seem like a game that you need to fucking fine tune uh, before you release like, it. Yeah. Like, release it in whatever state it is. No one's really like, going to care. I, if, either you're in it or you're not. Do, <laughs> you, do you remember the fucking Battle Royale that Ubisoft made? I forget what it was called. Uh, what was it called? Hyperscape. I think like fucking Roller Champions and Riders Republic are just hyperscapes waiting to happen. Yeah. Like I just think Ubisoft have really like are having a rough time when it comes to their multiplayer games at the moment. I I don't know why. I think Riders Republic feels a little different to me because if they nailed each element of that extreme sport, so like if if riding downhill on a snowboard felt amazing. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? You right, do... do you know what else riding downhill in a, a snowboard felt amazing in? Steep. And it didn't fucking matter. Like no one cared. <laughs> yeah. But if but if you now put together all of like the uh, like motocross, BMX, hand gliding, like all of that stuff, wingsuiting, yeah. if you nail each individual element of that game, do you know what? Like a pilot wings of old, where you could nail pilot each wings. individual element, and you had a, you could have a so people could legitimately go in that game to do wingsuiting, and it looked <coughs> incredible, and you did it, and you raced, and it was a lot of fun. And then you had people at the same time snowboarding, and it was on board with like a really high end snowboarding game. Then I could see it being something different and a bit special. But I'm kind of with you that I think it's, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen because they're going to try and focus on the whole thing yeah. and, and integrating that world. And it'll feel just a bit like um, one of those mashup games where it's like, finish your snowboard, now go for a BMX. Yeah. And it's, it's just going to kind it, of. It screams to me as, as being a bit of a lazy wank of a game. It's like you got you got yeah, like I know it. Yeah, you got some time. I get it. Like I get it. you know, it's nothing really on TV. You don't really want to get. But it, it needs to be on point. Yeah, it's just one of those. Oh, in terms of how you nail. play it, I thought you meant in terms of like how they were making it. Oh I was like, no, good. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, another shame. Poor poor Ubisoft this year. Rainbow Six Quarantine, another one that's fucking an unknown fucking thing that was bizarre. I don't know. Utterly bizarre. Like your your engine is there, your balance is there. You just fucking make the game mode and release it. A game mode, by the way, which they kind of had as a special event, that then they decided, yeah. hey, this is going well. Let's fucking spin it off into its own game. I don't know. I learned about this game today. What? <laughs> I, no, you I literally hadn't didn't. really heard. I, I swear that I have not heard. I've We've not paid attention it on to the it. Until I was like, dude. But I must have ignored it because I was like, what's quarantine? <laughs> that's like, that's, that's it. so funny. That's tell how you, into you, Rainbow Six I am. I'll tell you one thing that this game is a candidate for is that game that most needs to change its name. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine. After the year we've had. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Might as well just call it Rainbow Six. Like, you've got yeah, COVID, Yeah, great bitch. name. Rainbow Six Quarantine and then a global pandemic happens. <laughs> They're probably thinking like, fuck. Maybe that's why they're delaying it. They're just like, like Eve's like, any moment now. <laughs> It's going to yeah. stop and we can release the game. Pre-order and you get a vaccine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Um, Stalker 2, fellas, a game that I don't think any of us are really that kind of into, I'd imagine. Uh, I get I, you no. know, fair play to people who are into Stalker, but I, ne- I just never played any of the... I never played the original. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Shadow of Chernobyl or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, State Seems of Decay cool. 3, Jamie, seeing as you're the only one that's played Decay, Decay 2 out of us. State of Decay 2 is a cool game. The State of Decay games do something kind of interesting within that genre. Um, I'm just curious to see, A, whether State of Decay 3 can kind of like ramp that up a little bit, but also just on more of the visual and sort of um, the presentation side of things, let's say. Yeah. I think they need to, I'd like to see them up their game 
really take advantage of the fact that they are exclusive to theoretically the most powerful console on the market and um and make a game that just looks good and yeah. doesn't look look and feel <clears throat> janky um, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's some potential there okay good and then the uh the last one in the ubisoft saga skull and bones a game that they should you probably at this hell. point just fucking abandon ubisoft are in such a weird spot man with these games <laughs> yeah it's not good is it at all I don't know. Really, really yeah. isn't good. I, I think I, I, apparently they're like completely reworking it, kind of shifting away from that multiplayer emphasis because literally this game has been around so long that the the viability and the marketability of a game like that changed as they were making it. Yeah, and they've shifted <laughs> away from it. Um, I'm glad that they haven't cancelled it outright because people really fucking like Assassin's Creed Black, Black Flag yeah. and people like pirates. Um, and see if, if, if they're, if they're pivoting, yeah. yeah, if they're pivoting it more towards that kind of thing, I can see that being successful. But, but that's even weird to me because if you said if their plan was to make another um, Black Flag, I'd say maybe that's not a great idea. Um, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. What pirates are cool. Pirates are cool, and like you said, and people like going on ships. But at the same time. If it is more of what well, I guess more, Jonesy, more of a single player campaign driven thing. Twenty twenty one is the year of the sea shanty. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, that's I mean, true. it could be cool. I've got no idea, but I, it is a weird one that because it's been around for such we'll a long time. We'll have to and... eat our words when Skull and Bones goes viral on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, and the last one—that's how, that's how we know if we've been wrong. The last one, TikTok fellows, so. before we uh, wrap up this uh, gorgeous podcast for today. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Again, a game that has been delayed before. Yes. Uh, and a game that may well be in trouble based on like departures and various other elements, but yeah. who knows? I'm going to put my neck on it's the line and, and say year. that's going to be a 2022. I think that's possible. I think that's possible. Yeah. I guess the other thing to say, like before anyone either A... Um, can like uh make tries to make a point or be like gets angry i don't actually know how people much people care yeah like the if it seems like 2021 is sparse it's because there will still be games that get announced and released within the course of 2021 some of which will be the biggest games of the year like yeah you'd hope so ubisoft ubisoft will have other tentpole releases towards the end of the year there'll be a call of duty this year yeah. i think ea could bring battlefield back this year those things could and maybe even will happen um it's just hard to know at the moment. Yeah, it's just a bit of a weird spot. And yeah, looking at, like, talking about all these games, it's funny because in one of our first few episodes of the Super Show, we talked about upcoming games and we're saying, funnily enough, I think we recorded at the, the end of 2019 and we're saying, oh my God, look at all these games that are coming out in 2020. It's going to, it's, it's embarrassing so, how many no, good games no, are yeah. coming out. Like, it's going to be a golden year, this, that, the other. And going from that to coming to this, and it's just like, man, what a what a fucking shit year! Do you, do you, know, you do have you, to have the dark. You have to have the darkness, Chris, so that we can see the light next year. I mean, we have to have bad to to realize the good. Maybe. Do you know? Do you know one thing? I hope can add a bit of brightness to it. Mm. This is a weird one, I know, but like Bethesda were a company who, in the wake of the pandemic, uh stayed quiet they yeah. were the, one of the companies that didn't do a replacement e3 stream or showcase or anything like that they have a history of announcing and uh releasing games on a six month turnaround um even I'd shorter love to see them. look at look at fallout 4 even shorter yeah for even five months 
Um, I'd love to see them get uh, uh, Starfield ready for this year. Oh, Optimistic. That seems almost nailed on to be a 2022 game. but Or, or, or even like, a hey, like, Young Blood was being made by an offshoot team and Machine Games have actually got Wolfenstone 3 ready and that's why they've got they can move on to Indiana. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm getting desperate, as you uh, can tell. You know what? Like, you, you've given me some, I'd a, love a, a few glimmer more pleasant of hope. surprises. Yeah, you've given me a glimmer of hope when it comes to Bethesda because they are up there for game devs yeah. for me. And you're right; they uh, have yeah. been very quiet. Uh, even when they weren't quiet, the stuff that they were announcing was not like I wouldn't necessarily call it triple A. Yeah, know? like like Fallout Seventy Six. You're not going to say that's triple A. You know, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm aware I've been saying I don't know for a lot of this fucking podcast, but here's the here's well, the no, no one here's knows. the crazy secret, fellas. I don't know. No one knows. But so what? Do you know the biggest game of the year? The biggest game of this year is going to be. Tell me. Right around Q3, Q maybe maybe getting into Q4 almost is going to be Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> Next Gen Edition. Finally, as it was intended to be. Can you imagine? Jesus Christ! I mean. That will be one of the big stories of the year, no doubt. If they manage to turn it around this year, then you know what I think. I think I think then Marcin, whatever the dude's fucking name is, can make another video saying, "Why don't you all, all you fucking haters, why don't you go fuck yourself?" And I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to stand up and clap to that dude and his sentiment you know because it's impossible. It's well, 2022 yeah. at the earliest. I don't. Know I, I, I don't. I. I. I, I gonna go ahead and say that watching that crobe cat video made me feel like the answer for when cyberpunk is gonna be everything we want it to be what is never yeah oh no okay do you know when it'll be it'll be 2025 and it'll be cyberpunk 2028 20, 78 <laughs> sorry it'll be 2078 i think there's there's too much that they can't claw back uh based on stuff that was meant to be in that game and isn't i just can't see that being delivered in patches Go and do yourself a favor and watch the Crobcat video yeah. and get ready to just be overwhelmingly depressed by everything you see. Depressed or angry. But you know what was interesting about Both. that Crobcat video before we kind of sign off? Is I was watching that and I was like, man, I in terms of the bugs, not, not the missing features, in terms of the bugs, it was like, fuck, I am playing such a different game to what is being shown on this screen. Yeah. <laughs> such well, I think a lot game. of people feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, so... Hey, there you go. I guess code word for this episode is, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to have to be. I've said it so much now. I'm so conscious about it. If I ever say, (laughs) I don't know again, I'm going to, I might have to do a drinking game of my own. Chris, are you ever going to say, I don't know again? (sighs) Who can say, Jamie? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, I will remind you, we are a five-part... Well, fucking whatever. Okay, goodbye. Five-part. We're, we're, we're a five-part. We're a, we're a five-part, yeah, par five. All right, see what you do with that one. Yeah. Take it easy. See yeah. ya.